This is Craig from the Res, and you're listening to Radio Brendo Man with Captain Phil Vecchio. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And um, if you're listening to this, it's Thursday. We're at Comic-Con. Yeah, tonight's the night. Tonight. It's our panel. So you should get over there. Yeah, if you're, come on now. 8.30. If you're at Comic-Con. If you're not, like, you can't Still, get in. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. I mean, man. maybe you can come meet us in the Nintendo Lounge. That's true. Come on over there. There's tons of stuff. You can do so much stuff without a badge. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, all of downtown. All the stuff over there. like, I mean, Anthony's done that. Yeah, he just comes down like, for come there. Come hang out. Although, There's I think he actually do. has a badge this year. Yeah. He's going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Oh, he's not going to be Friday. there for anything? Well, he still has to work. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I guess that is one of the things about Thursday. But the cool part is, I like our Thursday night slot because then we're done the first day. Mm, just enjoy. And then it's like freedom after and that. And then we're like walking on yeah. cloud the rest of the time. Yeah. And like. This is our third cool. time in San yeah. Diego. Twice in a row. Twice in a row, which I think is just. And, and in yeah. the same time slot twice yeah. in a row. In the same room, I think. I think we got like a slot. I think we got a slot. I think we're in. Just don't jinx it. I know. Maybe if we, we, we probably need to update the comment. I know. Well, I, oh, that's the other thing I need to go before we go. I'm working on that too. So I'll have at least, my yeah. hope was to have two done so I could do one and then another, but I'll see. That might be high ambition, but I'll yeah. at least have one up. All right. Well, we're starting off on a book corner. Yeah. This episode. Um, okay. So this is really interesting. So you got me a book for my birthday that was on my wish list. Yes. Called the key to the kingdom. Okay, and I think I added it at some point, and I don't even know like when. And it's a fiction book. Um, I think maybe I thought it was the Kingdom Keeper. Book. Oh yeah. Um, this is not that. It's not that. But it was still pretty good. Okay. I would. I gave it three. And I, if I had to give it stars on, they don't have half stars or quarter. I'll give it three and a half, three point seven five stars. Okay. Um, I got really scared at first because. Um, it's the main character is a pastor, <laughs> and okay. oh, the key to the kingdom. I didn't. Even and think at that. first, so that's when I saw it. And I was like, "Oh no, is this like a bad? Is this like a bad Christian like book? A Christian Disney book? That's um, funny." And but it, I mean, it's obvious that the author is a Christian, but it's basically this. This is the character, and he just happens to be a pastor. Okay, and. His, the other, his friends also work at the church, but it's never, there isn't like an overt message at all, at all. Okay, that's um, good. So it's fine. That's good. That's it's how it totally be, fine. Yeah. And, and then he goes, he basically gets sent on this, like, like one of his best friends is like an imag, like one of the original Imagineers. Okay. And they meet, he has him meet him in this place in Florida which it's the um it was called the Gamble House and apparently and I, first, and I it sounded awesome so I looked it up and it's a real place okay. except you can't it's not open all the time and so it's the it's a gamble from Procter and Gamble well there's that's in Pasadena well the real that one. one but then he also 
another estate uh, in okay. Florida. Because the Pasadena yeah. one is the Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so this thing. is okay. in Florida. Okay. And, but then one of the owners built a cottage that was an exact replica of the cottage in Snow White. Oh, okay. And it looks exactly like it. And there used to be like little figures in there, and then Disney made them take them out. <laughs> um, but, and so he has a meeting, and at first I'm like, there's no way this is a real thing. And then I looked it up, and sure enough, it's huh. a real place. And, and then, um, sets him off through a series of events on this crazy, um, I don't want to say it's kind of a scavenger hunt, but he, it's, there's a little bit more high stakes involved. Okay. In, all across Disney World. Huh. And he's like following clues and like going in and all this little stuff. And then there's like some, like he's being chased and one of his friends gets kidnapped and there's like a whole, cons- wow. like different, like a level. And the ending's pretty goofy. Goofy? Like, <laughs> um, but it is pretty cool. If you're a Disney fan, I would say like if you're like a hardcore Disney fan, this is almost like a must read. Really? It's pretty good. That's cool. Um, cause I'm still weary on the Kingdom Keepers ones cause like I read the description, like it kind of sounds like, like cause they're like holograms or like they're like some weird thing. It's okay. I read it. Oh, I read you read the first, the first one. one? Cause now right. there's like seven of them now. Yeah. There's like a bunch. Yeah. But um, it's entertaining though. And, and there's a lot of like them. I think if I remember correctly, at least the first four are each set in like one of the yeah. parks. Like the, so the first one is the Magic Kingdom, you know? So. This one that he goes all, they go all over Disney World. There are times where I'm like, did they just copy a description out of like a tourist guide? <laughs> but other things are like really like specific and like, huh. like, like he really kind of dug in to like shows like some secrets. That's cool. And cool stuff. Um, it's pretty cool. All right. It wasn't what I expected at all. Cause again, at first, again, I was really worried. Cause first I thought it was a Kingdom Keepers book and right. then I was like, oh, cause then I'm like, oh, this is self-published. Cause uh-huh. it's a self-published book. Right. And, but going, and because of that, there are some of the typical things of self-published. There's some typos. Right. They could have probably used another editorial pass. <laughs> um, but other, I mean, it's pretty, it's on the higher scale cause I've bought some self-published Amazon books that have been like, a little sketchy. Garbage. <laughs> yeah. Um, just cause they sound fun or they're free right. or like when I had that, when I actually had a Kindle and the Kindle's lending library, cause right. a lot of those end up in there. Yeah. And so I would read some and sometimes it would just be like <laughs> terrible. There's a lot of really bad wrestling, like self-published Ooh. wrestling books. Oh, good, good call. Start that. Um, so almost forgot to start the timer. Um, oh, and then I actually today finished A Storm of Swords. Oh, okay. Which is a... The next... That's the fourth Game of Thrones book. And I started the fifth one, um, Dance of Dragons. Oh, okay. And it was just funny reading the um, George R. R. Martin's note at the end of the fourth book. Because he's like, I've already written the fifth book. It's basically done. It'll be out next year. Signed, George R. R. Martin, 2005. Dance of Dragons did not come out till 2011. <laughs> Apparently what happened is he had written this so first he wrote he he had the intention of just finishing the fourth book right. and then he realized oh this is two books. So then instead of cutting it straight in half because the each chapter is a different character, right. he split the characters in half. So the fourth book 
is only half the characters. Okay. And then the fifth book is the same kind of during the same time period in the overall story told from the other half huh. of the characters. And um but then I think he realized like I think when he first at the time when he he had the fourth book what he what he knew was going to be the fourth book and what he thought was going to be the fifth book and then I guess he started going over what he had for the fifth book and he's like this is no good and at some point he like in between the time where he said it was going to be out next year and the time he said, and then an actual time to deliver, right. he's like, "Oh, never mind. I'm going to throw all that out." And then he rewrote the whole thing. Oh my gosh! And uh, I think that's what happened now with this next book. Is he had a draft and he threw out, threw it all out. Ugh. And he so he's Painful. done that a, quite a few times, um, and then just like rewritten it from the beginning. Huh. And so that's why we still don't have book six, and that's why the show is past the books now. <laughs> Like, way past now. Right. Like, now I'm, like, wondering, like... Because now, like, you know the books are going to be a little different. We've talked about this a lot on the show. Yeah. Like, I just... It's so crazy. Like, this seems very unprecedented. Well, I think it's a unique situation, for um, sure. The only somewhat weird situation that's happening is with the Dark Tower, where the movies might end up being, like, a sequel. Right. Which, that is also crazy. But this is, like... Really crazy in the sense that the show's past the book. And this is something we joked about. Right. And now it's happening. And now it's there. I mean, we had an idea at the rate. Cause again, like given the rate that he's made these books, it was, if like, yes, it was, but I was like, no way it's gonna happen. And it <laughs> happened. And who knows if, like, if they finish the show and then he never finishes the book, that'll be like just very <laughs> upsetting. He's got the money now. He doesn't care anymore. I don't know. We'll see. I think the sixth book is done. He just... Is it called Touch and Go? No. <laughs> Touch and Go is the punk zine that used to be here. Oh, okay. And now I'm like four-fifths done. Nice. And it's just cool reading old zines and like old album reviews for like iconic punk albums. Where like when they just... Or like he'll trash something that ended up being like <laughs> just insanely huge. That's funny. And, and like, cause, and then like, um, like, cause there's like, and then like just all the weird columns and just all the weird zine stuff. <laughs> just like goofy. And like, of course, since it's a punk zine, like some of it's pretty vulgar. Right. And, and, um, but there's a lot of cool little articles and inter- band interviews with like bands that went on to be huge. <laughs> just like, like, and like, like, and like when they were like super young, like all these old punk bands, like, like, um, there's like multiple interviews with like Henry Rollins and like when he's like about to join before he'd even joined Black Flag huh, and, cool. and then like interviews with like Bad Religion and Seven Seconds and, and then like he actually, this is like, so the, this guy was living our dream in 1982. He was living in like Lansing, Michigan. He started a punk rock zine and then through that he started a band. And he started a label. They had Touch and Go Records. Huh. And they released a bunch of records, including 
the early like there's a like ended up being like a big um L7 they were pretty big huh. they released the early L- they worked with like a lot of punk bands like making 7 inches and samplers and like I had forgot I mean like I guess I hadn't forgotten but you know in the especially in the punk world in that world like samplers were like huge oh, yeah. so like there's all like the discord sampler they have reviews of like he reviews the and then he also has a page reviewing other zines and the craziest ones is he reviews because you know Sub Pop like started as a zine right. and then they would release cassette tapes. He reviews Sub Pop number one huh. and he's like, this tape, I think these guys in Washington really have something going. You're like, that is Sub Pop. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. That's cool. Um, and then you realize how long Sub Pop's been around. Yeah. And like, again, it, that started, but again, this guy, zine, label, and then he's like, and then like, and then like, that must have been like, cause then like, he's getting stuff sent to him from all over the world. Yeah. And he's like, reviewing and then like i don't know i'm just like oh man that would have just that must have been so awesome and like his band like they got to play with like all kinds of bands they like played with the misfits and like again like in 81 82 like like that could have that must have been nuts and like they talk about so you know that snl where like fear played and Uh like they like basically like stopped the performance and like yeah they they were they were there and they write because they they took like the newspaper article of it and they're like none of this is true here's what actually happened the damages were exaggerated and all this and like because they have like multiple accounts and then they have an interview with fear (laughs) about like like, it's just really cool like it's like pride these you know like in history like the primary sources this is the primary source for all like the punk rock like history and like this is it like this is in its purest form that's awesome like and it's so cool and like and then like some of the other zines they talk about like like Flipside, which is like the big one out of LA. Right. And then like the various like rivalries between the scenes. Like the DC guys are like, oh, those LA punks, those guys, those guys suck. <laughs> oh, these bands are stupid. Oh, and then like the LA guys are like, oh, you posers in New York. Like all the different scenes. Right. And like, and then again, like this was some dude in Michigan. That's awesome. And then just like, and he got to go all over and meet bands and man. Where did you get this book from? Well, I found, so one day when we were like at the height of like just our zine nostalgia, I just typed like zine compendium on Amazon. And no, in the library, cause this is, I was, oh, okay. this is, and so first I had a library and I found like a bunch of different like ones and I found touch and go in the library. And then I went on Amazon and I was like, Oh, you can buy it for $20. Cause it's like, it's every issue of right. the zine for like over from like 78. To like, I think it's like seventy eight or seventy nine to like eighty three. Huh. Which again, if you anybody, that's the prime years of like not the first wave of punk, but like when hardcore was starting and like right. basically like as it was spreading into like the next like wave of punk. Um, that's cool. It's pretty awesome. And then they also will review like rockabilly and like, and then they like. They make fun of like new wave and like other things. Like they re- they like the review of like they they call it like like U two. I think they they reviewed like October. Yeah, and they're like this is the most generic sounding album ever. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder if he liked War because like War was kind of more yeah like a little rough around yeah. the edges. And but like that didn't come out till like '84. And uh, 
But um, so and they and it's just it's just really cool. And then just thinking about all these like singles and like and some of the singles like I'm like I know like like those are like like these days those are like like them some of these singles like he's like even just trashing. I'm like if he still has those records, they're worth like so much <laughs> money. Like I know like those original Misfits records are worth so much money because like they're all out of print, like way out of print. Yeah, and like. Um, yeah, just kind of cool looking at all that stuff. Sweet. What about you? Well, when I went in the backpack, I couldn't bring Harry Potter and the <laughs> Goblet of Fire because the thing weighs like 10 tons. <laughs> yeah. So that got set by the wayside. But I do bring a book with me. Um, if you on brought the your Kindle and you had it oh, on the Kindle. I can't, that, first of all, like if I only bring things that I don't mind getting completely destroyed because, you know, if I fall in a river or something, it's gone. So... You know, I, I I don't bring anything that I care about. I wear clothes that I don't mind getting trashed. You bring your DS? No, I don't bring my DS. Well, first of all, it's going to die after a day. Yeah. But second of it's all, true. like I, you know, I don't want it. stuff gets wrecked out yeah. there. So, oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I brought my phone, but you know, that's about it as far as anything like that. So, well, I actually brought my Wii Fit meter too because you know, I'm just surprised. Like, I feel like you without your DS, do you feel like naked? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I because you bring that thing. Everywhere. I bring it everywhere, but that backpack, I do not like. It's just not. It's not worth the risk, yeah. you know. Because again, if I fall in a river do? or whatever, what would you do? Would that be like losing your child? That would be, it would be really hard. I would be very emotional over it. Not to mention just mad at all the like investment. And, and then you're. And then what would you do about all your? Then like your precious. Oh, all the stats. Stats. I know it's terrible. I couldn't do it. So that's why I left it behind. But so I did bring a book with me though, uh-huh. um, and actually I'm not finished with it yet because we wound up watching that show in the tent every night instead of reading. <laughs> but the first couple of nights I read, um, and now I'm reading it. So it's called The Hero and the Crown, mm-hmm. which is a book that's been in my to read pile since like high school. Like I just have a bunch of boxes of books that I like never got around to reading, and I finally pulled them out of the garage and I'm reading through those ones like from forever ago, and it's actually really really good. It's a, like it's. It's a fantasy book, but it's set... Who's um, it by? Robin something? I've never heard of the author before. She wrote, at least according to what's in the book here, I haven't looked up you know, online, but there's one other book in this series that she wrote. So there might it's be It's like more. a young adult It's book? a young adult. It was actually the winner of a Newberry Award okay. at some point. And it's about... And you can't tell from the front cover, there's just like a giant dragon breathing at like a knight holding up a sword, you know, which, mm. you know, looks cool. But, um... It's actually about this girl who, who is like the, she's the king's daughter, but by like, you know, by his third marriage or something like that. So she's kind of like looked down upon and stuff. And it, in this, in this world, like women are third class citizens after mm-hmm. like the servants and stuff. And, but she has a cousin who likes her that like teaches her to like sword fight and ride horses. And she becomes, a, they have like these dragons that are like pests that they fight. Like, Almost like, you know, like a wild pack of dogs kind of thing that they'll mm-hmm. fight. And they're dangerous, but the people that fight them are looked upon like a rat catcher, like, you know, lower people. And so she fights those, but she finds this book that talks about the ancient dark ones, the giant ones. And it turns out there's these huge giant dragons that everyone thought were extinct that only come out every couple hundred years to feed and that's as far as I've gotten, but I'm pretty sure she's gonna fight one. It's pretty and cool. It's, awesome. it's really, really good. So anyway, that's what I've been reading. But now that I'm back, I picked up Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and I've read quite a bit more. So how far are you? Uh, they're in like the they're doing the the first task. Okay. 
of the Triwizard Tournament. So they're actually doing it? So they're actually doing it. Like The dragons? The dragons. Like, gotcha. that's the chapter I'm on right now. They just found nice. out about the dragons. Nice. Because they didn't tell them what it was going to yeah. be until, like, yeah, yeah, so... So I'm there. So, you know, I mean, I'm probably still only, like, a third of the way through. But, again, I couldn't bring it on the trip because it's huge. I'm trying to figure out when we're actually going to... Because each book... <laughs> I know, the next one's even longer than this one. But then they get shorter. Then they get shorter. But there's been a couple... I mean, again, I couldn't bring it on this whole entire giant trip. And then... The whole we sports thing really put me off. The And then... and the, I guess we don't have to include... Because we're saying these... Because the Cursed Child comes out at the end of... Yeah, but this is like a yeah. seventh book yeah. series, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's when we're, we're done with that. That's a new but thing. By the time you finish Harry Potter, I will have read The Cursed Child. Also, probably so. I could prob. I bet you this might be a good bet. Actually, okay. I bet you I could read all eight books you could laugh before me. you finish. All right, start now. But I'm having a lot of fun reading these other books. Okay. Actually, no. I kind of want to do it. It's like a challenge. <laughs> it's it's good. I'm enjoying it now. Once now that I'm past the sports thing again, it was just it's huge. Oh wait, no, I can't. I can't do it. Why? I won't get Goodreads credit for reading because oh, you only get credit for reading All one right. book in Don't a year. Don't waste it then. But I bet you I could because I read the seven like so. I read the seven over like Christmas break. <laughs> I know. I know. Alright, we better move along if we're gonna do Comic Con right here. I read all seven before you even started reading. I know. You were on vacation. I was on vacation. And I'm like, I started without you and I read them all. Um, well, let's just keep going. Let's get going real quick. Well, that's what I mean. We gotta, gotta get going. Alright, um, new movies. We saw Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. It was amazing. It was awesome. If you want to hear in depth, listen to Nerds Ivy this week. That's good. Okay. Talk about it. But we talked I mean, about a little on Mandarin Orange. I mean, show really, I mean, it was everything I wanted it to be, and then some. Oh yeah, it was so it was so funny. It was very it was funny. It was the so best comedy I've seen funny. all year. I mean, easily. Paul Feig and um, they did an amazing job with the script, and Chris definitely working with all the different comedian yeah. people. I mean, it was all really funny people. I did miss. So I, I saw the Steve Banos cameo. Yeah. There is a Dave Gruber Allen cameo. Oh, I did not He's see. He's an electro... He was the shocked ghost, like, that got electrocuted. Oh, um, okay. And... Also, there's another Freaks and Geeks cameo. Well, there's... And also, there's a Toby Huss. Who's Toby Huss? Artie. The, he's a cop, I think. Not a cop. He's, he's one of Okay. Like, Artie, the strongest man in the world. Okay. Just, just okay. Paul Feig's regular right. friends. Well, another one is, and I can't remember his name, but he's the AV club teacher. Yeah. On Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. He was the guy that ran the school, like the... Oh, yeah. The dean of yeah. Melissa McCarthy School. He's, a, he's the, Yeah. Yeah, so he was, was in him. it, too. So there's a few, like, Freaks and Geeks yeah. people in there. Um, it was like, so funny, and like, like the different, and all the cameos were perfect. Yeah, and oh, totally. Um, Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon, I think, was the real like. I just, feel like the four leads they were, were all, all great, spectacular. But, um, so there was like a coordinated, horrific, like attack on Leslie Jones on Twitter yesterday. Oh just gosh. like horrifically racist stuff to the point where she just got so upset because Twitter wasn't even doing anything and she was reporting everything. So she just started retweeting all this stuff and it is just horrific. Anybody that says that like racism doesn't exist in America today Man. like is a, just full of it and it's disgusting. 
And but she did end up getting like this ultra conservative, like you know, like Breitbart news, like the okay. super ultra. Well, she got the leader of that because he was one of the people like leading this, and he she got him kicked off of Twitter. Really? Yeah, that's cool. Um, Good so, for her. Yeah, but she's also said she's done with Twitter. Well, she still follows me though. Did she ever uh, reply to your? No, DM? I think this was in the midst Probably of all that. Timing. Just horrific. Because I did, I, 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 we were in Red Robin, and it was right after the movie. I was like, "I'm going to do it." I'm like, what are you I'm doing? DM Leslie Jones. But yours and was nice, obviously. Of course, that's why she followed me because she was getting assaulted by all these jerks after one of her um, weekend update right. sketches, and I think I just said something really nice, and she followed me. Yeah. And she's so funny. And she's so oh. funny. She was and so she, good in her character, every it was amazing. It was so good. And I like every character like had their contributions to the team yeah. in like oh, their own ways. So great. And dude, when they're just fighting those freaking ghosts, man, and the ghosts look amazing. Yeah, special effects, and, Slimer and Mrs. Slimer. Were oh my so god, funny. it was so good. And the Ecto one was great. Oh. And the Ecto two was great. And, and all the, the weapons were awesome. Oh. And yeah, like the gauntlets and, and just stuff. all the cool little references plus some of the like just like ed begley jr and what's his oh name gabe from the my, office my, and, and then like just all my cecily strong, cecily strong. andy garcia is the he mayor was really funny was really good oh, so many just good little side um bits. but the, the the funniest joke still to me is just and part of it was in the way he delivered it was like chris hemsworth when he, he had like, some of the funniest stuff to be funny. an aquarium is a submarine for fish yeah just like, like reaching in, trying to get the phone, and when he kept covering his eyes, yeah. he was getting, like oh, and the then glasses, his, and then his logo, yeah, all the, like, logo the logos. Scene. Oh my gosh, I was dying. He it just it it was just funny all around. I loved it. Super excited about it. Safety switches are for dudes. Oh, dude. Oh, yes. So many good, like all the old and the, cameos were. And then great. just when there was a scene where. They were straight up reading like the criticism oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the internet and 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 using it as criticism of the Ghostbusters, right? Like you, you know that was a, a shoot afterwards. Yeah. They're like, we got to get this in there. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh. I mean, it reminded me of like when Kevin and Jane Silent Bob Strike Back just copied oh, yeah. stuff right, right. from message boards <laughs> that people had said to him, yeah. like like then he just put it in the script. Yep. It was, it was great, and I mean, I know that it's not gone, but I feel like a lot of the internet has turned to the positive for it. Yeah, I know there's still people out there. Well, like people keep posting this video of like a girl talking about, it, and they're like, "Look, even a girl says it's dumb." Oh, so one girl like, doesn't oh. like it, and I mean, like, and I'm not saying people aren't allowed to like it, but at least now people have a chance to watch it and actually yeah. form an opinion. Yeah, if you don't like it after you watch it, that's that's up to you. But it seems like now that people have watched it, everybody, I'm like, a lot of people have chilled out. Yeah, that were like, like freaking this is out what before. Because a lot of stuff they're freaking out for, they had no basis of freaking out right, about you it. You haven't seen this movie you like, don't know and, what's gonna i mean be. that was i just remember that was paul Feig. he's like you have no idea what we did yeah because they i mean he was getting assaulted like a year ago right well before even a trailer yeah. had come out people were flipping out and i will say this and i mentioned this on mandarin orange show i feel like the trailers weren't the best oh, representation yeah, they were i don't not, think they were great trailers i mean they i mean I was excited after seeing them, but it did not do the movie justice. No. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think that's part of like now trailers are basically handled by the marketing team. And right. People right. Are making the movie have nothing to do it's with it. It's not them. an indictment on Paul Feig, and, but. And it's just, I mean, I think it's becoming more common 
where they just they they they're trying to like present the movie in the way they wanted to present right. it that they think and like marketing people it like, kind of just felt like there was a disconnect yeah, between the way definitely. it was presented in the movie itself. And again, I was still excited after the trailers, but I feel like the movie well, far that's surpassed that. You and I are just excited when people say Ghostbusters. Well, and like, holy cow! Like man, whatever what that is, the last is, Ghostbusters movie. How could people not be excited like, about that? It's freaking crazy. And um, yeah, and and I was happy that Derek loved it. And uh, yeah, because that could have been weird. That would have been. That would have made for like an awkward Comic Con. Yeah. No, I, again, I think even people, a lot of people that were skeptical have like turned around on it. Cause oh yeah. N- not everybody, but it's, it was just so good. I don't know, I don't see how you could not have enjoyed it. Even at least some. Even if you don't think it was as good as we thought it was, you'll at least enjoy yeah. it. Alright, well DVD on demand corner, I mean, it's pretty much standard stuff. I have been watching a whole bunch of 90210. Um, like a whole bunch. Yeah. I'm on season, I'm like on episode 8 of season 8. <laughs> and, like, it's gotten into, like, like they're out of college, so now it's like, they're like, and then, like, it's weird how they, like, I get it, because, like, it makes sense where none of them get, like, normal jobs. It's like, Brandon <laughs> and Steve, like, they take control of they they basically it's like a UHF situation where Steve's dad is like I own this newspaper I was gonna get rid of it you guys take a shot at it and so it's like UHF with a newspaper and and then like but then they're like uncovering sweatshops and doing like all this like it's so weird it's like it just takes this drastic change of tone Donna's like working for a fashion designer David's running the nightclub and like trying to like be a band manager, like, working <laughs> with bands. Um, Kelly is, like, not doing anything. Oh, cause she got shot. Oh, of course. Kelly got shot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, like, it's, like, because I guess, like, what what normal after cult would make a very boring show, I guess. <laughs> like, you got to make it interesting. But, I mean, it is pretty true. Like, people in, like, TV and movies rarely have, like, normal yeah. jobs. That's, always, otherwise, it would be boring. And also, I think it's also because TV writers... They don't, don't understand know what, what normal, normal jobs are. Well, I mean, you got the office and stuff now, but right. that's kind of a newer trend. Right. Either Because either they've always just been writers and that's what they know, or else they all worked weird jobs to be writers. Yeah. So there's just no, like, basis. Yeah. All right. So, and then it's, like, wrestling stuff. The usual wrestling right. stuff. I did, today, I joked around, I... Um, if you go in the Matt and Brenner's Russian Show Facebook group, I posted a picture in there. Um, I did pretty much the nerdiest thing I've ever done when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you told me about so that today was the day they started SmackDown Live on Tuesdays, and to do that, they're they're splitting the roster in half, and they did a draft, and so they were running a so live SmackDown. It was like a normal wrestling show, but then in between the matches, they were doing the draft picks, but then on WWE Network. The whole time they were doing like draft analysis and they would interview people after they got drafted and stuff. So I had that up on my laptop <laughs> while I'm watching on the TV and I had Twitter on my desktop computer just so I could follow <laughs> along on social media. It was like the war room in here. It yeah. was pretty dorky. Um, but it was fun. And now it's over. And um, now we're going to see what happens from here because now the brands are split again. So and when's the next... Uh, MBWS show. Well, we're recording when I get back from Comic Con on Monday. Okay. Um, I'm gonna record earlier and then we'll record. Nice. Um, and cause Sunday is a pay per view. 
I'll still have another Which stuff to talk about. I'll be watching from my hotel in San Diego. Yeah. Um, for my Sunday night, um, solo, I always go on Hotwire and cause the hotels go back to normal price. Right. It's a little secret. And so I got a room at the Hard Rock right across the street from the convention center for $111. Let me tell you, during Comic Con, those rooms are like 500 bucks. Right. So I'm going to be able to walk right across the street. I'm right by all the good restaurants. I can go eat dinner with my friends, or my, um, like Adam from New York and some other people that we always get together. Right. We've been doing it ever since, like, for the last 10 years. And, um, and then I'm going to go watch wrestling and I'll be dead. I'm always so dead by Sunday night. Like, I'm just done. So, like, we'll be done with dinner by, like, 7. And then I just go up in my room and watch TV and sleep and go to Good bed. Plan. And and then I go eat a broken yolk in the morning. And then mm, back home. Broken yolk. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't wait to finally go to – I want to go to there's this burrito place. Um, downtown. Yeah. Um, it's kind of by our, now that I have a car, I can go there. Um, it's called Lucha Libre, but they have like the best burrito, like some places rated as the best burrito in San Diego, but it's also wrestling themed (laughs) and it's all like Lucha masks and stuff. I cannot wait to go to that because you bet your bottom dollar I'm going. That sounds like right up your And I have to – I'm always up for burritos. burritos. and wrestling? I mean, come on. I mean, geez. If they have a California burrito – Well, of course they do. It's San Diego. San Diego is the home, the originator of the California burrito. All right. But usually the best California burritos are like at the hole in the wall places. Right. Including the – there's multiple places that claim – the California burrito, but I'm pretty sure it was Roberto's. <laughs> you would know. And um, I might even, on the way home, if I do breakfast at the Broken Yolk, I might do lunch at Roberto's. Maybe you stop by Lou's oh. on the way home. But I do have to get home at a decent hour because we've got podcasts yeah. to do. And I have to you work on Tuesday. Too, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. Okay. Because now I'm thinking about Lou's. <laughs> And I was at Amoeba, Amoeba last weekend. No, do the hitting up all of you, up everything. Um, but yeah, so what about you? I mean, I saw you watched. All right, well, we uh, one of the movies we rented. Oh, you rented a from the video <laughs> store. We got Trumbo. That's on Amazon. It probably is, but it was one of the free movies <laughs> that we could get, so we picked that up. Um, was it good? It's amazing. It's yeah. Brian Cranston. Yeah. It's a story of like during the blackouts, yeah, and the, during the Red Scare, and oh my gosh, like it, you must watch it if you're a writer. First of all, oh Louis C.K. is in it. Like yeah. tons of good people are in it. If you're a writer, it's so inspirational. Like after I've just been talking, okay, I got to write some more scripts. We got to pitch this stuff. Like it gets. It's one of those. Our script. That I know. It's your turn to write on. It's, it's been one your of turn. those ones that like got me like fired up again. Well, maybe after that, and then after our annual Kevin pep talk. Yeah, like I'm on. You got to watch this movie. It's. I'm it's, excited. It's amazing. But then let's talk about like the most important okay. thing of the like, week. Like this thing, it's probably. I mean, like seriously, like. I, I'm trying not to be hyperbolic about it, but it's like the best thing in a long time, period. Yeah. Stranger Things. Fantastic. I mean, you and I both, like, cause we've been talking about it. Yeah. It was definitely on our radar. Like, what? It's like right up. And, and then like, and then like everybody I know that's seen it is like, this is the best thing. Yeah. Like, Jeff Edwards has been texting me like, oh my gosh, like, this and that. And then like, it's gotten a lot of traction cause Stephen King, 
whenever he, he gave, gave it, up. and he said A plus. Yeah, and and that doesn't come easy. And the last thing that Stephen King said was great was Head Full of Ghosts, and it was that was like the book that and that, that I've talked about a yeah. lot. And that I know of. I mean, he says like I I take a lot of his recommendations, and this one. No, definitely, because again, like as people, the common like um, pit, like elevator pitch, when I'm telling people is written by Stephen. Imagine a, a TV's an eight episode series written by Stephen King, directed by Steven Spielberg, scored by John Carpenter. Yeah, because that analog synth score, is oh, dude, like, oh. and then like the best '80s soundtrack. Yeah, like okay, I knew that I was like gonna like there's so many things like right away it's like it cuts to like kids playing D D yep. and then it goes upstairs and the girls on their phone and what song is playing freaking africa by toto yeah. and i'm just like salt yep. like salt and all the music like there's so many cool music i mean and not just 80s music but like because like there's like jefferson airplanes like that right, like all 70s, kinds of cool yeah because you got like, the Oh, I love that. What's that Alice in Wonderland song? That was the Jefferson Airplane. I know, but how does it, what's that called? The White Rabbit. White, White Rabbit. Rabbit. I don't know, whatever. I, it's it's White Rabbit. I like that song. Um, and the kids. Kids are amazing. Oh my gosh. The all cast, the acting. Winona Ryder. It almost Matthew felt Modine. like a Freaks and Geeks yeah. casting oh, yeah. too, where they're just like a lot of great normal people. Well, that's in like, it. I mean, cause you think about those Amblin movies. Yeah. And like the kids and the, all the adults and like just the cast. Like, and it very much felt like that. And then, like, all the little, like, and so everything. References down to, everything. And again, like, ev- the attention to detail in this movie is crazy with, like, the how, like, you're, this, it's like, it's like, it's like Goldberg's level, like, detail yeah. as far as the sets are perfect. And then, like, cause, cause I love how, like, so Mike's, they're like, they have a nice house. So it's like top of, like, it's like, Everything super 80s and then Winona Ryder's house yeah. is still like stuck in super the 70s. 70s it's right. like super 70s because right, they're, they're like super poor. So they've got like the 70s chairs yeah. and like the shag carpet and like all the other stuff. Whereas Mike's house is like super all 80s out and they got the basement and then even down to like they got the freaking 80s board games like Mastermind and all that yeah. other stuff and like oh. and then like the D&D stuff. Oh my, cause it's like, it's original Dean, like all like the 80s yeah. Dean, it's like the red box, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's so, it made me want to play D&D again. Like, well, and you've got all the like, there's movie posters in the background, there's so many, so many references, references to things we love. Like we did, I just talked about, cause like I caught, I had, I had remembered it from the, so I'm on my second watch through, I'm already yeah. on episode two, and there's multiple references to X-Men 134, so I looked it up, cause I'm like, that sounds familiar, and X-Men 134 is the first appearance of Dark Phoenix, which ties directly into the themes yeah. of the show. Yeah. And so the, all kinds of stuff like that. And then, a so. Freaks and Geeks quotes. Yeah, there's Freaks and Geeks quotes. Um, there's a Heather's reference. There's all kinds of stuff. So Joe Myers, who's the host of, one of the co-hosts of, um, Podcast Macabre. You should check that out if you're okay. a horror fan. It's, um, definitely, it's, they cover exclusively horror. Okay. But he found, um, I think through their official site, there's a YouTube playlist and there is an official after show for each episode. Which now I have to go and watch. That they that's made. fantastic. And like, and like these guys, like they hadn't really done anything. Yeah, they written a couple episodes of Wayward Pines and did some shorts. And that's it. The Duffer and Brothers. It's They're so, my new favorite whatever. It's incredible. Like I'm on board for whatever they do yeah. ever. Because this is, oh. 
Everything about it is the perfect. Opening title, the and music. like I said, even though yes, it does. It's open ended in the sense that like it teases like that there's possibilities, but it has a definite beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, and it's its own thing, and that goes such a long way because it's such a great story. Right, and you can just watch it. And even if they don't make any more, it's like great. And but I, you know they're going because it's freaking well, it's, huge. It's going and, huge, and they left and, it open that you could explore the that open, universe. And, more. and then the way they did it was really freaky. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Um, every because like, and I've also said like it's the perfect amount of scary, right? Because like those I've 80, watched the 80, whole 80, thing. 80, I watched the whole thing by myself because I get freaked out because yeah. I live by myself. I get scared. I can't watch most horror movies. I was talking about how the trailer for Lights Out just scared the crap out of me. Right. And like, but this but if you like can I can handle, handle it. gremlins, yeah. poltergeist, any of like that, all that stuff. Like that's I don't even what we're think it's about. as scary as poltergeist. Maybe Although not. there are parts. There's parts. Though, there's some really freaky like the lights parts. when she's in the oh, closet and yeah, stuff. Like, like, some of that stuff. I'm just and saying. Then, there's it's, and then like and then like the special effects are great. Like and like when like I don't know. I just I don't want to give away too much, but just it's so good and it deals with so like every cool theme you can think of it's all just like blended together in such a perfect way i mean it's like it's a little bit twin peaks it's a little bit x files it's a little bit again like all the amber movies and like just classic stories very much has 80s horror and um camille nanjiani wrote today like i think my favorite genre is kids on bikes yeah like because i was like oh are they gonna et it right now like it totally is just oh dude oh like it's oh, so, it's so good, so good. I just thought about that scene, like the the like. Oh my gosh! I Do you want to hear my theory? And I'm I'm gonna put it out here on the internet now because I've looked and I don't see anyone else claiming this or like. I think I know. I think that. Okay, I guess spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Okay, okay. spoiler alert if you haven't watched it all because I don't want to like mess it up for anyone. I think the whole story is it's a, an analogy or a. Um, what do you call it? Like Pilgrim's Progress? What is that called? What? What's Pilgrim's Progress? What's the genre? Allegory? An allegory. I think the whole thing is an allegory for cancer. Ooh. Listen to this. So both, there's two parents that are losing kids. Yeah. But one of them lost it to cancer, which is like a big hint there. The other one does not, but she thinks she's going to lose him. She's going through the stages of grief. She's dealing with all these things. But she, man, you know, sometimes, and cancer is random. It's not always fair. Barb gets lost, and it's not fair. She was a nice person that shouldn't have been lost. Um, there's, they're all smoking all throughout, too. So you've got, like, you know, carcinogens going on. Um, you know, and you've got, like... This, uh, you know, the government research produces like this girl that can help fight against the cancer and she's trusting in this stuff to like help him. And it turns out that he does, you know, he's cured, he's rescued, but then in the end it comes back. He was in remission, but you see that it's already coming back. I think the whole thing is about dealing with cancer and the way that the, the, the sheriff deals with it is to, to clam up and then he like fights for the next person because he already lost his. I'm telling you, whole thing is all about cancer. Plausible. I think it is. It's my theory. I, I mean, it's definitely plausible, especially since ever since like Ross blew my mind with um, "Drag Me to Hell" being about bulimia, and it totally is. Uh-huh. Um, like, I would not doubt that. Yeah, I think it's cancer. And there, I mean, there's the monster. They're literally fighting the monster of cancer. They're going to this thing they don't understand to battle this monster. And it affects everyone in different ways, and some ways are more effective in fighting the others. It's never fair. I think it's about cancer. The monster is cancer. So there you go. 
I mean, L has like a shaved head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another one. There's a lot of little hints at it, like all throughout. I think it is that girl. I don't know She's where amazing. they found that girl. Oh, amazing. She was great. All the, all the kids, kids are, but man. Um, the one kid I did. I think it's. I think he's. Uh, I the one the the the. The, the chunky kid, the yeah, real nerdy looks. kid to the, um, I don't, I, I, um, I, that is, I think he's, uh, Heather Matarazzo's, um, little brother. She's from Welcome to the Dog, Dollhouse. Okay. And some other stuff. Cause I, his last name is Matarazzo and like I've seen her retweet. So either a brother or some relation. Relative in some way. Okay. Okay. Um, but, uh, he was my favorite. I liked all the kids, oh, yeah. but he was, Really funny. All the kids were great in their they own awesome. way. I love like just their their undying friendship. Like even when they're fighting and the whole handshake yeah. thing. Very and, stand like, by me and all oh, of that dude, stuff. Oh, dude, so like, great. Oh. And and like and then like the way they kind of like adopt her into their yeah like oh. like the, the and then he, but then like the high school kids are great too and like the adults like there's these different levels. I love the bad boyfriend. Yeah. Like, but Steve. he's like human though, like, yeah. And he has like these redeeming qualities. He looks, you don't like him. Like I had to look it up because I'm like, that looks like a very young Benny Ben Schwartz. Like he looks like John <laughs> Rob. Like I'm yeah. like, and I looked in like no, but I, he looks like I'm like, are they related? Because they look look like I think it's just his hair, yeah, and just the look on it, yeah. Because he's got that like smug, like. But he also had just enough humanity was, yeah. that he, like, still... Because he wasn't just, like, a total, like, just, like, cartoon villain. Right. Which a lot of those 80s... Right. They like, allowed him to have a little more... De- now, he had... He had like, his sidekick was, like, the cartoon yeah, total villain. Goof, yeah, Like, total... Oh, I just loved it so much. It was so great. Everything about it was great. Yeah. So you gotta watch it. Stranger Things. Is there a panel about Stranger Things at Comic-Con? I looked. There isn't. Oh. I wish there was. Oh. I think there was at WonderCon, and it just wasn't just on our radar. I didn't know what it was. Well, yeah. and now, like, because it's kind of going, I mean, everyone on my feed's talking yeah. about it. I don't know anyone that's not talking about it, so I think a lot of people are, are into it. Well, did you see, we can talk about it when we go over the Comic-Con schedule. They've already had to adjust the Comic-Con schedule due to the popularity of something. The Pokemon Go panel oh, yeah? was supposed to be in, like, a 400-seat room. They moved it to Sunday in Hall H. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that makes sense. Because I... It's only like the largest app ever. It's going to be... I'm just... I'm still so curious to what Comic-Con is going to be like. Like, what the... Because it's just going to be people's, like... And, like, I'm thinking behind the convention center by the water, it's just going to be crazy town over there. And, like, wherever there's a Pokemon gym, like... Because there's... There's gyms, like, somebody already, like, there's, like, articles, like, all the locations and stuff in downtown. Right. There's, like, gyms all over the place. Like, it's going to be crazy. I um, can't, I can't I'm wait. not even, I'm not, I'm still, I only caught one Pokemon. I still got a ways to go to get to level five where I can even join a gym, pick a team. And then I don't know what team I want to pick. Oh. It's hard. I... I haven't even downloaded it yet. I'm and like hoping I can every even get podcast on it. Is talk- like the last, this past week's Harmontown was all about Poke. It was so <laughs> funny. They're doing a live Harmontown on Friday night. That's at Balboa. Cool. But it's like through Ticketmaster, and I hate Ticketmaster yeah. so much. They're the worst because you know it's going to be like twice as much as right. the ticket price. No, don't don't do it. And also, they're evil, and you're just supporting their evil. So, should we do the Comic Con and then Marmaduke? 
Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Because we'll I think we can, we can run. We'll do a fast Comic-Con run through. As fast as we possibly this can. This is the, our preview. But we might, yeah. Oh man, now I gotta scroll all the way back down. I had it all, but I had my great, set. well my great suspender, which saves memory and stuff, cause it suspends. That's what you should, you should install that extension, cause at least it'll suspend your tabs that you have open, so it's not taking up memory, right, when you have like your 20 tabs. But, so if you go to brendoman.com, this is, now this is officially called Phil's Comic Con app. This is my app. Because I even said, it's that time of year again, and Phil let me know he uses the site as Comic-Con app, so I can't let him down. Yeah, because yeah, last year I was like, oh, I'm looking at my app, and I'd like tell, because it's just... It's, and I seriously thought you were talking about the yeah, actual Comic-Con app, and then your, I look, and it's just the rate, it's brendoman.com. Because you've curated it for stuff that I might be interested in. Yeah, and I do that again. Yep. And this time especially, because I'm like, I don't even look at this during Comic-Con anymore. <laughs> But I do. Um, so the first panel I put on here on Thursday, 11 a.m., we got Celebrating the Publishing World of Jim Henson's Labyrinth. They're doing Labyrinth comics. That's cool. It's going to be pretty sweet. So they're doing um, multiple titles, several books. So the artists and the people that work on them are going to be there to give a sneak peek. An original comic, a children's storybook, and an artist tribute collection. That's very cool. So there you go. Like the um, Labyrinth. Here's one that you might be interested in. I think the title of this is really funny. The title is Happy Happy Joy Joy. Which is a Ren and Stimpy reference, obviously. And there's nobody from Ren and Stimpy in it. No. But there's but a lot of other people. But they have Craig Bartlett from Hey Arnold, Jonan Vasquez from Invader Zim. Yes. I know that's your guy. Love that. We got Butch Hartman from Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom. That was after our time. Um, and then Arlene Klasky of Klasky Shupo. That's right. Rugrats. Um, Rugrats, Wild Thornberry's Rocket Power. Um, yeah. see, they even mentioned, but I think Shupo's dead. Oh, sad. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like it might be. Um, so they're all gonna be there. And they're gonna be talking about, there's a Hey Arnold movie coming out. Huh. There's a new, then they all have new stuff. And Jonan Vasquez, they're premiering a new TMNT, Teen Ninja Turtles short. Sweet. Um, written and produced by Jonah Vasquez. Yeah, that's cool. But no Ren and Stimpy in there. And then I, I put Hall H panels in there even though I know... Just in case. Just in case. Because this is monumental. It's Oliver Stone's first Comic-Con. Yeah, that's huge. And he's going to be there with uh, Snowden, which um, is about Snowden. Right, that, and, um, the, the big blizzard? Yeah, there's Snowden. Snowden. Um, so Oliver Stone's going to be there, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Zachary Quinto, Shailene Woodley... Um, then you got the Geek and Sundry panel, Felicia Day and all the Geek and Sundry people. Nice. That's always a good panel. It's at the Bayfront. Very cool. Um, this, I, this is so this, weird to me. This might be my pick. If I had to pick out of all of these panels, because it's so weird. I don't even understand. When you told me this, I was like, what? It's, uh, it, this is, I what? was like, so it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's Mycroft. And apparently Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a huge Sherlock Holmes fan because he has written a comic about Mycroft Holmes, the brother of the elder Holmes brother. And it's written, he's making a debut at Comic-Con and he wrote it. He wrote the book. That's just such a weird, like... And each member in the audience will receive... I just, I want to see, first of all... 
I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I mean, he's he's been in all kinds of movies. He's Kareem airplane, Abdul-Jabbar. Man, airplane right there. He's been in he's been awesome and and I, and I just I don't know, I think it would be cool. And I want to hear Kareem Abdul-Jabbar talk about Mike Croft. If you had told me like, okay, guess who just wrote an a uh, 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 comic about Sherlock Holmes's brother? I'd be like, I don't know. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Like you never would guess that in a million years. This also sounds cool though. I found a bunch of like different writing panels. Right. So the pitching hour, it's all about how to create a pitch, obtain an agent, and get a pitch meeting. I feel like we kind of have to go to that, right? Yeah, unless they're just going to yell at us and say, move to L.A. Well, that's different. I did. They're doing that panel, and I did not put it what on. What was that one called again? I think that was the showrunner's one. Yeah. That one was very disappointing. It was. They were that, just like, mean. That, like, broke my spirits a little bit. But this one actually sounds like it would be very helpful. Yeah, that sounds cool. I think we did. We is this the one we went to that had chunk in it? I think it is. No, but that one was more about like law. I thought maybe. But he was because this also has a lawyer on it. Huh. So I feel like maybe it might be the same thing. Maybe. And that was a good panel. Yeah, it'd be worth checking out. And then um, Grant Morrison is doing a panel. He's doing a whole new series of comics with Myth and Liz, But he's done awesome comics, and that's why I put him there because he's really cool. So he's doing it's Graphic India. So it's like an Indian, they're doing huh. a lot of, I don't know, it sounds cool. pretty cool. And Grant Morrison always is, tells us good stories. Then there is a Mona Art of Story featuring director Ron Clements, who directed all the great yeah. Disney, I mean, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules, all the, and so it's, so it's our whole animation department, basically. Moana? I think it's Moana. It's Mona. Sure it's not Moana? Pretty sure it's Mona. Because it's Hawaiian. I'm pretty sure it's See. Mona. Alright. Pretty sure. I think I'm right. I don't know. It's Hawaiian. Yeah? In Hawaiian, you pronounce every vowel. Moana. Okay. I could be wrong. Well, I'm calling it Mona. You could call it that. Fine. Moana. I, I could be wrong. But I don't I've never heard anybody say it out loud. Do you like Google Pronounce? That, that's what it's called, right? Google Pronounce. <laughs> pronounce Mona. All right. How do you pronounce Moana? So how do you pronounce it? Oh, there's a little click there. It says the English indication might be to pronounce it Mona. The name is actually three syllables. Moana, but that's wrong too. Ah, you're right. Moana. Moana. But it looks like Mona. I know, but it's, I just, my dad used to teach Hawaiian in his second grade class. Right. And and he would do like the last weeks of school. He would call Hawaii Week, and he would teach Hawaii. Right, and I was coming for that part. So they're going to be talking about all the animation. And I don't, if you've seen that trailer, that animation is gorgeous. Yeah, oh, it looks amazing. So that looks pretty cool. Is and the, there's is, Disney animators. Is the Rock going to be? No, there? it's just the animation oh, okay, team. Okay. It's specifically about the animation. Okay, well that's cool still. Um, so I think it looks awesome. Um, this is the panel that I will be at um, at Room Five A B from one to two. Uh, Mattel and WWE. The WWE panel this year, um, each year, I love that each year is different wrestlers. Yeah. Um, so I get to see and meet different wrestlers every year. Um, and it's the New Day, which are awesome. And AJ Styles is probably in my top three right now. And Becky Lynch, who's awesome. And they're going to be at the, with Corey Graves. And so I'm very excited Sweet. about that. I'm always excited about that. Um, if you don't, if you're not into wrestling, you've got the Nerdist panel with Chris Hardwick. 
and that's always I mean Chris Hardwick's always great. He's like always all over the place. And then that's their whole nerdist.com group of people. Um this sounded pretty cool. Well, it's another Hall H panel. Right. But it's the new Luke Besson movie and Luke Besson's going to be at Comic-Con. Have you seen the trailer? No. For Valerian? No. I mean, it looks very Luke Besson-ish. Okay. And um so it's like a it's like a space science fiction. He did the Fifth Element, so thing. he's got me there. Yeah. I mean, the professional. Those two movies right there. Well, I mean, as far as space goes. Oh, well, yeah. And so it's, it looks looks pretty neat. Cool. And uh, so that's happening in Hall H. And then you've got DC one-on-one with Paul Dini. And Paul Dini's always great. And he specifically is talking about his new book, which is called Dark Knight, A True Batman Story. And it's about when he got jumped and brutally beaten and wow. how he kind of had to overcome that. Huh. And he was on um, Nerdist this week, and, like, it brought me, like, him, he was talking about, it brought me to tears listening to his wow. story, and it was really good. So that's another, and I'm sure Derek will be there. Derek always, Derek loves Paul Dini. If you're a fan of Batman animated series or comics or he's, Paul Dini worked on, like, every cartoon, pretty much, like, every cartoon. Right. And hearing him and Chris Hardwick nerd out about animation, if you thought you knew a lot about animation or into it, you know nothing about it. Like, hearing them talk about it, like, it's just nuts. Like, I'm like, I am with you about 80% in, and then I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. (laughs) But it's pretty cool. All right. Paul Dini is always cool. This right here. Now, this is another Hall H panel. So who knows? But Feral Audio, it's all the Dan Harmon group, so it's Starburns Industries, they're going to be doing a live podcast recording featuring Dan Harmon and um, Cameron Esposito. She's always super funny. Steve Agee. This is like all these great yeah. like comedians and podcasters and like I mean people from Comedy Bang Bang and Whose Line Is Anyway and Yacht Rock and Chelsea, Chelsea Peretti. Peretti. Oh, it says live via phone. <laughs> okay. So and that's going to be two fifteen in Hall H. And so That's I don't know. Cool. Benson is like he's never missed a Dan Harmon related panel. He went to every community panel, including well, the Hall H ones. So I think that's his. That's his. That's where he's going to be at. Goal is to get in there. All right. Um. Oh, it's got the guy from the Do. It's the, the guys from Doughboys. Which have you? That's the podcast where they talk about fast food. <laughs> Everybody's been talking. It's great. Okay. They review a different fast food restaurant. <laughs> like it's pretty that's amazing. Funny. Um, and then Scott Mance has been doing these. I think they started with 1982 and they've been doing it each year and now they're on to 1986. And so, um, it's moderated by Scott Mance, but then he gets a bunch of movie people and they're just talking about movies from 1986. Nice. And that always has sounded really cool, but I've never actually been to one of them. But it also reminds me that it's the 30th anniversary of Aliens and we're sure. getting old. Because they're going to be talking about, here's the 1986 movies. Aliens, Highlander, Top Gun, Blue Velvet, Manhunter, Stand By Me, Ferris Bueller, Days Off, Back to School, Big Trouble in Little China, Star Trek Four, The Fly, Short Circuit, Labyrinth, Nine and a Half Weeks, and How Could We Forget Howard the Duck and Cobra. That's a crazy... That's a pretty that's crazy That's a pretty year. stacked bunch of movies. Ferris Bueller, Stand By Me, Star Trek Four, the Back best to Star school. Trek... Back to school. A lot oh, of great man. comedies. Big Trouble in Little China. You got your Labyrinth. Big yeah, I mean, like, short circuits. Yeah, it's a lot. Back to school. 
Triple Indy. Aliens, Highlander. Don't you give me a call when you got no class? I'm trying to think how many of those I saw in the theater that year. I know I saw Top Gun. I think I saw Back to School. Pretty sure Short Circuit was. No, I, Star Trek 4. I saw Star Trek 4. And Short Circuit, definitely. And I saw Labyrinth in the theater. I might have seen Labyrinth, but I don't know. Did I see Howard the Duck in theater? I don't think I did. I watched that at my grandparents' house. That was a weird time. Yeah. I think that was a weird time for all six, six and seven year olds. Well, I was eight by then. But eight still. year olds, whatever. Um, alright, this sounded cool. Um, it's also in the Indigo Ballroom. Um, NBC's The Good Place. It's a show featuring Ted Danson and Kristen Bell and it's directed by Drew Goddard and I'm down with what he does. And it's a unique new comedy that follows Eleanor, an ordinary woman who, through an extraordinary string of events, enters the afterlife, where she comes to realize that she hasn't been a very good person. And then with the help of her newfound afterlife mentor, Ted Danson, she's determined to shed her old way of living and discover the awesome person within. So, Kristen Bell's great. And so, Ted Danson. I love Ted Danson. Awesome. But then there's another writing one, Writing 101. And featured from Marv Wolfman, who's like a very famous comics writer. Yeah. And he talks about writing and okay. how to create characters, how to put together a story. So, I mean, writing panels are cool. And then you've also another panel that I've always wanted to go to. Still haven't I, made it to. Because most of the time it's impossible to get into. Right. But And now it's they've added more people because now it's not it used to just be the Mark and Sergio show. Now it's Mark, Sergio, Stan, and Tom. So that's um, Mark Evanier, Stan Sakai, Sergio Aragones, and Tom Luth. Because um, they're doing like Gru and... Because I guess Stan Sakai is working on Gru now oh. with Sergio and Mark. That's cool. And uh, so and those guys are always awesome. Just so many cool stories. And watching Sergio like draw stuff is always awesome. Yeah, and then, amazing. Um, so, this is another, um, fun movies panel that I've found, the Geeks More Greatest Movies and TV Never Made. So, this is a panel where they just talk about stuff that never got made. So, Star Trek The Academy Years, other Star Trek prequels, E.T. 2, David Lynch's Ronnie Rocket, James Cameron's Spider-Man, Buckaroo Banzai vs. The World Crime League, which everybody always talks about. Um, Wolfgang Peterson's Batman vs. Superman. So, like, all these movies that never happen. Um, and then featuring, you know, a lot of movie people. That's cool. Um, various people that... So, yeah. Then we've got Silicon Valley Q&A. Ooh, that'd be fun. And Indigo Ballroom. And the whole cast is going to be there. And Mike Judge. Star, Camille. And Mike Judge. Nice. That'd be really cool. I mean, I would just pay... I would... If it was just Mike Judge... Yeah. Cause, to be like, hey man, thank you. <laughs> but it's the whole cast. I, I actually, I hadn't, I'm still like way behind, but then I watched like a new one with like, cause John and Veronica, they're like caught yeah. up, and I just, I'm like, well, I'll just watch, and it's so, it's really oh my good, gosh. Man. It's so good. TJ Miller is so funny. Oh. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. TJ Miller's not on the list of people that are gonna be there. It's too bad. All right. Um, 
Boy then you got, nice. this is one I want to go to because I watched the whole first season, Man in the High Castle. And that's, um, I mean, the, the show is really great. Didn't you, did your brother, is he reading the book or he I read the one book? Of them is, yeah. I think David. David probably. Because I know he, and now I want to read the book because I watched the show and the se- season two starts soon. And I mean, it was really cool. And Philip K. Dick's daughter is going to be there. Huh. And, uh, yeah. And I guess she's the executive producer of the show. Um, then you've got the Walking Dead comic book panel. Cool. Robert Kirkman, which they're still freaking going. It's approaching 160th issue. It's a lot of issues. Nice. You got a Captain in America 75th anniversary panel, which I just thought that sounded cool. And since it is Comic Con. True. Talking about comics. And you got a bunch of people that were like, worked with Jack Kirby or have worked on the comic and, Talking about, I mean, and and moderated by Mark Evanier, and he again, he's great. Um, here was one I think was this got moved to Sunday, the Pokemon Go, oh, Pokemon Go panel, yeah, and it got moved to Hall H. That's because this room twenty five ABC holds four hundred and eighty people. Yeah, I'm not gonna and cut it. Huh? I, and this was before because when they made this panel, Pokemon Go hadn't come out yet, and then they were like, "Oh, crack!" Like <laughs> this is big. So yeah. Um, and then I thought this was interesting and might be relevant to our writing. Okay. Um, it's all about the Bechtel test and it's about women in media and talking about, um, you know, just women being represented in media and how so many stuff fails the Bechtel test and how that can be improved. And I thought that might be an interesting That's thing interesting, to go yeah. to. And it's a panel of women in entertainment and other people. And I thought that sounded cool. Um, and the, this is in the Horton Grand Theaters, which means you have to get there right when it opens in the morning to get tickets, which means probably not going to be doing that. <laughs> but um, they are doing a sausage party um, screening and panel with um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. And that's that one where they're all like hot dogs and right, other right. produce. It looks funny. It's probably going to be like pretty goofy. This is another big one that, I mean, we did get into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel last year. So, I mean, it is possible. Possible. So they're doing, because last year, well, the reason why we went to the Marvel TV panel last year was because we thought there might be Netflix stuff, but it ended up no. Right. Well, now they're doing a Luke Cage panel. I think they learned their lesson. Right. And um, so it's going to be Luke Cage. And Sweet. And then brand new footage, and that'll probably be the debut of all that footage. Yeah, and well, that'd be really cool. So I don't know if there's even a chance because Ballroom Twenty is usually crazy town. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, but again, we did get into that, but we had to wait a long time. I don't know if I'm. I don't know how I feel about waiting in line anymore. <laughs> it's got to be. Pretty I'll wait special. for Bob's Burgers. That's pretty much yeah. what I'm willing to do. All right, then we got um, another like. So I thought this was kind of cool. Is like, um, oh, this is uh, Jonathan, Jonathan London's, London's panel. panel so that's yeah. a, and all those. Um, so it's the I forgot what the name of the company is that's doing the like '80s shows, and they got like Saved by the Bell. And Jonathan writes the Miami Vice book. That's cool. And uh, they've also got Knight Rider now, and um, Punky Brewster. Yeah, I haven't. I gotta check those out. And then, of course, but then, unfortunately, we're going to be at the Mad Panel. I mean, we got to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, this is our third no. year. 
the matte panel's great. And like, and like we, now that we know like, uh, like what to do, cause like it's pretty easy to get free stuff at the yeah, matte panel. Last year we all got free stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's always great and it's everybody. I mean, they never say, I mean, they, they basically, it's like, they'll get like the super old timers, about as old timer as they can get. Right. I mean, it used, up, Al Jaffe went to this panel up until a few years ago. Yeah, um, but Sergio's still Sergio's that, still there, and some of the other guys. Um, and then, um, and then John Ficara, the editor, is always he's hilarious, and he's a great moderator, and he's always really funny. So it's always a fun panel. And then, of course, you have Webcomics Advocates, the Webcomics the gathering. most important one of the whole yeah, entire definitely. day. Definitely, eight thirty p.m. in room four. Yeah. So you're definitely gonna want to go yeah. to that. Josh is moderating. And Patrick, nothing for else us. at that time. That's right. No, that's it. That's no pretty cool. Things. They blocked out everything just for yeah, her. So. Pretty great. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's get going here. We got to speed this yeah, up. That's only Thursday. You got a lot oh more things gosh, on. The, oh my dude. goodness. Some of the. Oh my goodness. Friday is pretty nuts. But will this? Okay. Let's highlight. How okay. About? There's a Kate Beaton panel at ten. I I did. I love Kate Beaton. Hark of Agrant. It's one of the more successful web comics yeah. and she's getting and the, what, two I think it was 3 years ago Benson and I went to one of her panels and it was hilarious like she's just really funny so there's a Kate Bean panel there is um Brad they did the, they had this at WonderCon they're doing it again Brad Bird is um going to be there to screen um the Giant's Dream it's Iron Giant documentary nice. um you got Stephen. Oh, so this might be our Hilton Bayfront day. Oh yeah, because there's, a, lot of good stuff there's a the Hilton Bayfront lineup on Friday is is really great. So you got Steven Universe to start off. There's also in Hall H Con Man featuring Alan Tudyk and right. Nathan Fillion, which Cheryl has been doing a lot of extra work on. Yeah. And Sean DePasquale of Cabin Boys, and um, um, he is. I think he works on it because I've huh. seen him posting some pictures. That's I think cool. he's doing the PA there. You got intro to TV writing, so I thought that was. I think that might be the one that we went to where they. The guys where they. I think maybe I don't know. Yeah, Grim because one of them worked on Grim. Yeah, I think it might be the same that one. Might be. We're just gonna yell at us. Yeah, move to LA. Yeah, how to write a killer spec that will stand against the crowd. Yeah, yeah I think that's those people. And it's like, and it was like. Yeah, they skipped like eight steps. Right. There's a panel with Patrick Rolfus. He's always amazing. I just listened to him on um, My Brother, My Brother and Me, which I started listening to because Matt Benson just won't shut up about it. Okay. And it, it is an amazing podcast. But they had Patrick Rolfus on, and he wrote Name of the Wind, which I was talking about a few weeks ago. Right. It's a great book, and he's really entertaining, so there's a spotlight on him. Okay. Um, You got – here's for – you and Star Wars Nerdy Night guys, but also for you, because I know you've been reading some of these. Yeah. Star Wars Publishing, the Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, all the new some good Star ones Wars books. Also at the Bayfront, you got Robot Chicken. Yep. I um, feel like we're just going to, I feel like that might be worth camping out for. I don't know if you were into this, but like, you remember, you know, Pogo? It's like the first. Kind of. It's I like mean, the original, it's like the huge, it's one of the bigger newspaper strips. Yeah, I mean, it and sounds familiar. They're gonna be talking about Pogo, and you got like Scott Shaw, and some of, and Mark Avanier. Like, that's a good, like, historic, like a cool, fun. I remember when they came out with the ball. Yeah. The Pogo, the Pogo ball. ball. Hey man, it's a Pogo yeah. ball. Um, oh yeah, also on Friday, Hall H is nuts. Yeah. Cause you also got Walking Dead. Um, 
over at uh, the Horton Grand Theater, which this also seemed really cool, you got a Captain America Civil War screenwriting Q&A with the screenwriters. That's cool. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. And I thought that sounded cool. Um, you got another Spotlight Patrick Rolfes panel. Okay. So, so like that, yeah. Spotlight Berkeley Breathe. Is it Breathe? Breathed? Well, he, he did Breathe. I don't yeah. know. Breathed? Well, anyways. Breathed? He's going to be there. Boone County. Because... I think it's interesting because you know, like now, like Bloom County has been—it's on Facebook. It's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the new ones. He's That's the new, cool. New ones. Um, so he's gonna be there. Um, then you've got this uh, People of Earth and Powerless. So um, People of Earth is a new Greg Daniels comedy. Sounds really cool. And Greg Daniels, I mean, like, I mean, you, yeah, you got The Office as Parks and Recreation, right? And um, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, and so it's. It's about, um, it centers on a skeptical journalist, Ozzy Graham, who investigates a support group to write about the members' supposed alien encounters. And the more he digs into their claims, the more he realizes a semblance of truth to their stories and signs the point to his own alien abduction. So it's all about people yeah. living in a... It's got Danny really Pudi in it. it. Well, no, that's, um, that's Powerless, is Daniel Pudi. Oh. Oh, there's two different yeah. ones? Oh, okay. So Powerless is the DC comedy oh, show. Oh, that's right. That's when you told me about that one. Where okay. it's like they live, it's a superhero's world, but they're like, it's an, they, it's a story. So Powerless. They work within an insurance company that covers people with supervillain stuff? Yeah. That's funny. Okay. So the insurance needs of a city in a, like in the DC universe, right. basically. That's cool. And so who knows how that'll work out, but it's got like, Great people involved. I mean, Alan Tudyk's in it, Danny Pudi, Vanessa Hudgens, with a guy from Reno 911, like, Michael Patrick is the, Michael Patrick Jan is the director. Like, Could be good. So, I mean, that's pretty strong. Um, but back at the Bayfront is Rick and Morty time. Another Dan Harmon. Another Dan Harmon, and that's always awesome. And, uh, and Quinn is, uh, moderating it. Oh, nice. From Practical Jokers. Yeah. They're doing uh, a ton of impractical joker stuff. I feel like that I feel like the Hindigo Ballroom is our spot on that day. Yeah, because what's going on over in Hall H is Game of Thrones, so let's just forget about it. Yeah. But over at the Horton Grand Theater, it is the tick the first thirty this years. Is pretty cool. Talking about all things tick and an inside look at the next big thing. That is exciting. Which I think they're doing a new T V show. I think it's a new T V show. It's a new like live, action live action, but it's TV not show. with But but it is Ben Edlund, he's gonna be there talking all about the tick. But not with Patrick Warburton. That's true. Um, over in Ballroom 20, you got the Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel. Yeah. They're going to be showing exclusive first stuff from Season 4. That is exciting. It's a great show. Um, then we've got Sweet Dreams Aren't Made of These Horror and Thriller Authors. Oh, because Paul Tremblay is going to be there. The guy that wrote um, Head Full of Ghosts okay. and Disappearance Devil's okay. Rock at Devil's Rock, which I just talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah. He's going to be there. But back at... Hilton Bayfront, Samurai Jack, new Samurai yeah, Jack. Yeah, with Kennedy Tartakovsky. And moderated by Tom Kenny. Yeah, that's pretty great. So there you go. My brother's going to want to come to that. David's like the huge Samurai Jack. Yeah, guy. I know, he loves Samurai I love Jack. it too, but I think he beats me in that. Um, over in 6BCF, you do have the um, first look at American Gods, the new star show produced by Brian Fuller of Pushing Daisies, Hannibal, um, the... Much the one that, that we love that didn't get the 13 Mockingbird Lane. I know. 
But this is his new show, and it's um, American Gods, which if you ever read the Neil Gaiman book, it's awesome. And um, and yeah, and then Minaria and moderated by Yvette Nicole Brown, so it's a pretty cool, strong. Ian McShane's gonna be there. Um, then here's this is another interesting one, just straight up ask an agent. See that I would love to be at that. But I feel like that's that's bleeding into now. Yeah. Our well, now okay. But then this is also this is really, really interesting. interesting. Jim Davis is making his debut appearance at Comic Con to talk about his new book, The Art of Garfield. Jim Davis has never been to Comic Con, and people hate Garfield. People are going to be mean. I think. I, I'm. I just want to see Derek is all. When I told Derek about this, he's like, "Oh, I'm. I'm going." Like, man. So maybe Derek can be our man on the street. Yeah, because here's the thing. What, when is that one? It's the same time as Bob's Burgers. That's the Burgers. same time as Bob's Burgers. That's, and Bob's Burgers is where we have to be. I think we're going to be in the Indigo Ballroom all day. Yeah, because look, I mean, who's going to be there? Asian Bob's Mid- Burgers Mid- is Mid- everybody. Mid- Merman, Chris Shaw. Yeah. I skipped over, Joss Whedon's going to be in Hall H. Okay, well. So you're going from Walking Dead to Game of Thrones to Joss Whedon. If you wanted to. People are going to be camping out all day to get in all the previous day, so forget about it. Bob's so Burgers. you got every, it's everybody, because John Benjamin, and Eugene Merman were not at WonderCon when I went. Oh. So, so now it's everybody. It's everybody. Never before seen footage. You know they'll do the voices. Like that, I'm there. And and I've shown you, they do, they sing. Yeah. They do everything. Yeah. Like, um, when, because Dan Mintz will just start, like. He's like, Linda, right? Oh, wait, no. Dan Mintz is Tina. I think oh, John, Roberts John Roberts is Linda. Linda. Okay. And he will sing, like, he sing, uh-huh. she, he'll sing the whole time. He like, knows. he's very, he loves doing it. Whereas, Dan Mintz, though, is great because <laughs> he always, like, that's his normal, Tina is his normal voice. <laughs> that's so awesome. And so it's just like well, hearing Gene Tina. Gene not far off no. from Gene well, either. Same with Kizal, but it's weird that Dan Mintz, yeah. cause, like, it's a dude, <laughs> and that's his voice. Um, but also, I thought this was interesting in case, it doesn't work out. We got other things. But um, you got your... Uh, so they're doing a 25th anniversary of Beating the Beast. They animated... I mean, Disney. And it's, they got the director, animators. Cool. And I just thought that'd be kind of cool. Um, if you're into Orphan Black, that's going on. All right. I know that's one of Josh's favorite. That's one of those I keep meaning to get because everybody says it's, like, great. Josh loves Josh, it. I love it. And, yeah. Um, after... So then in Bay, at the Bayfront, you got Archer. Following Bob's well. Burgers, in there already, right? they're already going to be in there, and so they're going to be doing like I mean again, John Benjamin and everybody, and Jessica Walter from uh, that's um, from Arrested Development, right? And a lot Lucille. of Luke, Chris Parnell, Judy Greer, man, Judy Greer is also like, from yeah. Arrested Development. Um, and then over in Hall H, you got South Park season twenty, so the South Park. They don't say that Trey and Matt are going to be there, but they don't say they're not. <laughs> and it's moderated by Chris Hardwick. I can't, I don't understand, I don't see them, uh, Chris, but Trey and Matt have only been to Comic-Con once and it was for the video game, but I just don't see how they wouldn't and they're be on Hall H. And though. they're going to be talking about the new video game, which looks amazing. The fractured butthole. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um... The, then I know some people, including yourself, from Mouse Guard fans, there's a Mouse Guard panel. Yeah. Um, you got, when I might be into this, comics from the squared circle. So wrestling comics. Okay. <laughs> this panel was especially interesting. This might be a winner here um, for us. 
is the swag you're giving out working? And it's about marketing and about Ugh. like it's a it's a marketing company talking about which items have worked. Like they're the biggest marketing company for like conventions and things like this. And we hand out stuff. So if you're handing out things at the conventions, you might want to come to this panel because they basically will tell you what works Some and what doesn't. They're going to give out of that panel yeah. too. So I think it'll be really interesting. Um, you've got uh, Matthew Inman from the Oatmeal. That's fun. He's always great. This was interesting because I didn't know this was a thing. Um, they're making an Exorcist TV show. Apparently so. And, uh, I thought that sounded kind of interesting. So, it's gonna be on Fox. I'd be more interesting, I'm interested if it was on cable, but, um, still. Um, here's another writing panel. Maximizing your exposure in the marketplace. Just thought another. Okay, another writing one. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's one that might be more. I know you said, because it's interesting, the, Early, the Thursday Nicktoons panel did not right. have somebody from Ryan Simpy. Well, now you've got Mary. This is She Made That, the Nickelodeon Women in Animation. And this features Rachel. Um, well, she's the moderator. But Lauren Foss from My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Mary Harrington from Ryan Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Um, Vanessa Coffey from Rugrats and Doug. So these are just all these women animators who worked on Nicktoons. Right. That could, like, and the, 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 the carts, I've never been to a bad cartoon panel. Those are always fun. Like, the Disney Afternoon one we went to was amazing. Yeah. Um, like, and the cartoon voices ones are always great, and the animation ones are always really cool. Voices are always great. Um, there's AMC's Preacher and Hall H. So again, Hall H is just completely stacked on Friday. Yeah. Because Preacher's, and also moderated by Kevin Smith. So there you go. Um, over in Ballroom 20 is Screen Queens, and I love Screen Queens, but even I know trying to get into Ballroom 20 is just really probably not going to happen. Oh, but this is where we need to go next. Well, this is where we'll be, is Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Yep, they'll all be there, and that's always great. What am I um, going to defend this time? Are you going to get up there? I think, I feel like I should, I think M. Night. I think it's is time, it time? M. Night, yeah. Are you going to do, are you going to do Avatar? I think I, I think I'm, if I'm gonna do it, I gotta do like his whole catalog. Just the whole catalog? Just that he hasn't made a bad movie except maybe The Happening. But you didn't even see After Earth. That's true. Alright, well I'll go through up to I think you should specifically say The Last Airbender because I think that will get the biggest crazy reaction. That's true. Maybe, cause I think even Lady in the Water has it. Yeah. Has it, and especially in that kind of crowd, but I feel like if you go in there and say the last airbender. I'm gonna get beat up if I say the last airbender. Well, you went in there and what you've done in- You said Spider-Man 3. You said Spider-Man 3. You've done Indiana Jones 4. Indiana Jones 4, you almost caused a riot. Yeah, but I got him on my side though. It's true. He agreed with me. Well, Scott Mance is your boy. He's my guy. And you know what's f- so funny is whenever they have those little like videos of the gas pump, yeah, you know, and he's, and he's always, always on those. I'm like, hey, that's my guy. Um, well, because especially afterwards, you guys like, oh, yeah, Spider Man three. Um, and then um, I had to put this just because, just in case, because um, Sharknado with Ian Ziering, the fourth Although I don't like Stacy Dash, and she's gonna be there. She's nuts. Um. Here's another writing one. 11 Secrets to Publishing Your Ebook. So right. there you go. Um, and then I thought this was cool and might be worth definitely checking out since it's headed to theaters. The world premiere of Batman The Killing Joke. That's cool. We're going to be doing a screening. 
and with all the actors and you know all the people, Tara Strong, Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy, and Mark Hamill. So boom, chicka boom boom. All right, that's Friday. We got but that Hall H panel, that Hall H lineup on Friday. It's just crazy town. Like, forget about it. Um, all right, oh, man. Saturday. Oh man, <laughs> it, it'll go quicker. Um, all right, go quicker. Okay, we got March. So this is Congressman John Lewis who marched in Selma, and he okay. made this is a part two of his comic. That's cool. So, and he's gonna be there. Um, we bear bears. Yeah, they're fun. That's fun. Show. I just like the all the because like Bobby Moynihan's gonna be yeah. there and Charlene and Dimitri Martin. It's a funny show, and I know how much you love Dimitri Martin. Yeah. So, and that's yeah, gonna be at the Indigo Ballroom. Um, here's another one of those great like this is what happened featuring John Schnepp of um, Death of Superman Lives fame. Which have you watched that yet? No. It's on. I think it's on Netflix. It's oh, so it? good. Okay. It's so good. It'll make you want to like you by the end of that you'll be like. They should have made this movie because we would. I guarantee you, like I know, like it would because it would either be like the greatest like cult classic of all time, or it would have been great. It would. It, I don't think One there would have been two. a middle. I think I'm. I mean, definitely, as you when you get into like what they're talking about, it would have been like. I think it would have been like something. It would have been maybe your favorite movie ever. It's very possible. It's very possible. So, anyways, they're talking about other things like that, like other scripts. And why were they made? Um, another Kate Beaton panel. Daniel Klaus is going to be there of Ghost World. Oh, okay. And other, you know, and and um, so he's a special guest. And I've always wanted to hear him. So if you have a nice. chance, um, but of course there's this um, Nickelodeon's all that reunion and Legends of the Hidden Temple. I'm not a huge all that. I never got really super into it. Again, it was kind of it was like after, a little after, but. All those people are going to be there, but Kel, not Keenan. No Keenan. I can't believe no Keenan. What if Keenan's like a surprise? But this is why I put this on here because not only are all the Legend of Hidden Temple people, including I mean Kirk Frog, and um, and other people, but they're going to be talking about the movie, which they're making a movie. Just so weird to me. But I think it's going to be like just the temple. I guess. Or is it going to be a movie about, like, it's a kids? a game show. Yeah. But I think show? it could be... A, but it could be... The temple. Those temple guards are so scary. What if it's, like, them in a game show and then they, like, get sucked into the real temple? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We have to go to that panel to find yeah. out. Um, creating universes. So this is Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about forming universes in fictional universes. Sounds right. pretty cool. Um, but, like, Len Wein created something and... Some other cool artists. You got a spotlight on William Gibson, who wrote Necromancer, basically created the cyberpunk genre. So, if you're into books. Okay. Um, you got Quick Draw, which is always, this is pretty much impossible to get in, but you yeah. never know. Um, because it's Sergio and Scott Shaw, and, um, and it's always, I mean, watching Sergio, I mean, have you gotten to watch Sergio? I've seen him drawing just at his table and stuff. Which that, just doing that is cool, but watching him on these pants, it's nuts. I would love to, but it's not easy to get into these things. Um, then I thought the Simpsons sounded, I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever even been to a Simpsons panel. We did one year. Oh yeah, that's right. Because it was back to back with Futurama, I want to say. It was with Future, no, family, it was a Family Guy. Because we didn't we we saw them singing. We saw the Family yeah, Guy people singing. I just remember. And then like, we also saw American Dad, and we were like, "This is." Ugh. That was when Jeff almost got up 
we were, he was dare, he was trying to get us to dare him to go up and he's like, yeah, like can you talk about Family Guy some more? Like, <laughs> like, um, but uh, okay, so so Simpsons and also like Nancy Cartwright's gonna be there and um, Matt Groening and Al Jean and the um, the spotlight on Jeff Smith. If you're in Bone, I mean it's pretty iconic yeah. comic. Yeah. Um, cartoon voices. That's one. always fun. Cartoon voices are always great, regardless of in there. there. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Got a bunch of people. We got people from Garfield, Transformers. Yeah. You know, got a Muppet. Um, here's another inside the writer's room, the pilot. So it's like writing a pilot. That's cool. A lot of writers. Spotlight on Stan Lee. Enough said. Enough said. That'll probably be, that might be the last one. Well, he's coming to Comic Con. Yeah, but I mean the, the last Comic Con. Yeah. Invader Zim. So John Vasquez is going to be talking about the comic, and that's very cool. I love Invader Zim. You got Sid Marty Croft because they have a new Sigmund and Sea Monsters. It's a it's one of the Amazon pilots. Well, there also is the um, this Electro Woman and Dinah Girl. Yeah, there's a the movie. I don't, they had it at the video store, and I almost got it, but it was a one day rental, so I didn't. Because I love Grace Helbig, so I don't know. I would definitely want to watch that. And yeah. David Arquette's going to be there, which is cool. And, yeah, so that sounds like cool. I'm over in Hall H. They're having the mother of all Star Trek panels. They're going to be talking about the new show. But they also got a pretty big assembly. They got Shatner, Scott Bakula, Michael Dorn, Jerry Ryan, Brent Spiner. It's pretty good. Moderated by Brian Fuller, who's... Brian Fuller is always doing a million things. He's, he's one of those... Place. He's like J.J. He's always got his hand in like eight different yeah. things. Because he's also... That new show sounds great. Yeah, the new Star Trek show. I am really excited. It's the longest that a Star Trek show has been not on the air since yeah. like forever. I don't... I don't know how I feel about it being on network and then it's going to be on the CBS All Access. And I think that's the only place you're going to be able to watch it. They're trying know. to get us to... Let's give up on it, guys. Um, I also, this is interesting. J. Michael Straczynski is doing a writing panel. He wrote that book that I just, the screenwriting book right, that I read. Right. I almost want to get up there and ask him, like, so are you going to write another one? Because this <laughs> is, like, pretty, can you comment about, like, and also, it's amazing what he did predict. So, I mean, I could come up with some questions and ask cool. him. And maybe ask him about Murder, She Wrote, because he wrote a bunch of those. Yeah. Um, but, Murder I mean, he also wrote. worked on World War Z and Thor. And he's working on Sense8, I guess, which I still need to watch that. The Netflix, yeah. the Wachowski's Netflix show. Brian really liked it. Um, so you got Vice Principals, which is the new HBO show with Danny McBride yeah, and funny. Walton Goggins. And Walton Goggins is great in everything, and so is Danny McBride. Um, and Matt Myra is moderating it, so that sounds cool. And I just feel like a... But it's at the Horton Grand. I wish it wasn't at the Horton because again, like you got to get the tickets early. Because right. I just can't imagine what a panel with Danny McBride would be like. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but this is where you're going to be anyway. Scooby Doo and De- they're doing a new WWE Scooby Doo movie. Um, I still haven't watched the Flintstones one. No, they I did a Flintstones one. Either. The but the last WWE Scooby Doo one was great. I really liked it. So this is the Curse of the Speed Demon and. Um, Sheamus and Paige are going to be there from WWE. Sheamus is like my least favorite wrestler. <laughs> um, so I don't know how like super, but I still might go. Still. 
There's a Dark Horse 30th anniversary <laughs> panel, which they're probably going to have some big guests there. That's cool. Um, but then here's the big 30th anniversary panel over in Hall H. So, you know how sometimes Comic-Cons will put together these reunions and it's like, usually like at the smaller cons, it's like yeah. some of the cast. And they have done Aliens reunions, but this includes everybody. This is James Cameron, Gail Ann Hurd, Takanik, Sigourney Weaver, Bill Paxton, Lance Henriksen, Michael Bine, even Paul Reiser. Even Paul Reiser. They got them all. It's pretty good. It's going to be sick, but... I don't think we're getting in there. No way. Game over, man. You're not getting into that panel. Over in 6BCF, you got Dirk Gently's um, Holistic Detective Agency. I'm very interested in this. Elijah Wood. Um, Max Landis is the lead writer on that. Is he going to be there? He's going to be there. I, I mean, I love anything Douglas Adams. I've read all the yeah. Dirk Gently I've never. Well, I don't Dirk think Gently. I've read the Dirk Gently There's two books. of them. I haven't really, read really them. good. It's very weird. It's very him. Is so? Isn't it Dirk Gently? Is Dark Tea Time of the Soul? Is that a Dirk Gently book? Yeah, that's Dirk Gently. Yeah. I always would see that book in the library, and I never. Yeah, I think that's the second one. I'm pretty sure, Long Dark Tea Time. Yeah. So this is a show that is on my radar. It's called Son of Zorn. Okay. And it's a hybrid live action animated family comedy featuring Jason Sudeikis. Huh. And it follows an animated warrior from a faraway island in the Pacific Ocean who returns to Orange County to win back his live-action ex-wife and teenage <laughs> son. I have no idea how oh that gosh. works, but it, it's got Cheryl, Cheryl Hines, Hines and Tim, Tim Meadows, Meadows, and they're all going to be there. So That's pretty cool. That sounds cool. In the Indigo Ballroom. You've also got Robert Kirkman's new series, It's um, and it's on Cinemax, and it sounds kind of cool. Counts on a supernatural okay. show, and I mean it's Robert Kirkman from Walking Dead, and it's got Patrick Fugit from Most Famous, Brent Spiner, some other people, huh? Um, and then they're doing a Buckaroo Bonsai panel, and I think they're going to be talking about like how Kevin Smith is doing the a Buckaroo, show, yeah, it show. but it's all the, um, it's basically everybody from the movie except Peter Weller. So I wonder, I don't know what's up with that. I don't know. But uh, um, I thought this was cool. The Final Girls in the Future of the Midnight Movie, they're going to be talking about that. Did you ever end up watching that? I haven't seen it. you got to watch it. It's great. It sounds really good. Um, But they're going to be talking about the movie and also like just Midnight Movies. And and, um, Thomas Middleditch is going to be there and other people from the movie. So that sounds cool. But I'll probably be over. That's also at the Horton Grand Theater. Um, but I'll probably be over. Boom Studios is, they got the WWE comics license now. That's cool. Um, I guess Paper Cuts is done. So now it's gonna be over at Boom Studios and they're gonna be doing a panel. And you get a one page comment for free. So I definitely will probably go to that. Um, if I somehow, I know Derek's gonna be trying to, every trick in the book to get into the Marvel Studios panel. Cause you they've might. already said, um, I think the focus is going to be on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's pretty sweet. Because James Gunn is already, he's been oh. pushing, teasing, and um, but then who knows what else. I mean, that's the big Marvel panel. Um, we usually get to see the aftermath of the Marvel panel because yep. we're waiting in line to get into Kevin's yep. 
panel and they come right by where we stand because I remember just asking somebody how was it like that Derek always makes fun of me because it was it was the second I think it was for a sec the Avengers right. panel I was like what ha- what was it like and the guy's like it was amazing like, <laughs> and we're like yeah <laughs> Because I think that's the one where Tom Huddleston like came out with the like yeah. staff and anyways, um, and then you got Last Man on Earth over at the Bayfront, and then I am really curious about this show, um, the live action Archie show Riverdale. That is very interesting. It sounds nuts. I would like to go to that Last Man on Earth though. If that yeah, happens, yeah, I at think all. we can try to, and then we just would have to leave early because Kevin's panel is at seven. All right, so we have to get over there. But, you know, we can see a good chunk of it. But if we don't get into any... You also got Inside the Writer's Room. You got Ash vs. Evil Dead, Season 2. And you got Kevin Smith over in Hall H. And I love that the description... What if you had a panel and the audience didn't show up? Kevin Smith (laughs) can tell you what it's like. Last year, the clown prince at Comic-Con saw thousands of people abandon his annual Hall H talk for a -a once-in-a-lifetime outdoor Star Wars concert. And he's going to be talking about... Yoga Hosers, Comic Book Men, Geeking Out, his new show with Greg Grumberg on AMC. Nice. Um, which they just showed, he showed a picture of one of his first guests is Matt Damon. Nice. So he like reunited Matt Damon. That's cool. Um, directing an episode, of, oh yeah, cause he directed an episode of The Flash, Buckaroo Banzai, Mallrats TV series. So he's got oh, a lot really? of stuff. Yeah. It's gonna be a TV series. Okay. Um, so, also going on at 8 o'clock, I just wanted to give shouts because um, they're doing a Darwin Cook tribute, recently passed away, and a bunch of, like, guys are going to be there, like, including Bruce Tim and Mike Alred. There's also, at 8.30, there's a Mystery Science Theater 3000, talking about the new... Yeah, you know, so we're going to totally get into that right after Totally. Thing, right? Just walk right in? Walk right in. Yeah. Because we've always had a ton of luck with that. Right. We've gotten into one Rift Tracks panel... Yeah, Rift Tracks leave! Ever. Um, and so, but Joel Hodgson and Felicia Day and others, so I'm assuming that's gonna be like Jonah Ray and yeah. some other people. Um, then you've got Nacho Strange Breadfellows, relationship between comics and pro wrestling. More comics, More and, comics wrestling. and wrestling. Um, although this, this might, this, and then this sounds cool. Um, Mask, the cartoon, it's a voice cast reunion featuring cool. all the voices of Mask. Had some cool... My brother got a lot of mask toys. I had a, quite a few. I had the helicopter, I had the main car, and I had the truck. And the truck was awesome. That's cool. Um, and then there's a world premiere screening of Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2 world premiere. And I was Ooh. just like, so many panels, so many lines, so many broken hearts. Yep. Because that's... Not going to get into a lot of those things. But I was like, all the street pass action you can handle. Alright, finally Sunday. Sunday's short. Sunday is short. Thank oh, goodness. Steve's here. What's up, Steve? Here, talking about all this stuff that you're... We can watch on this. I'm actually really interested in this one here. Okay, there's a Rube Goldberg panel yeah. about the actual... So, celebrate the genius of your Rube Goldberg with his granddaughter, Jennifer George, um... And some dude, and then Sergio Aragonas, and they're gonna, other special panelists who knew him, or is, were inspired by his work, and they're gonna be talking about his, like, illustrations and his home movies and rare, never before seen images, and, um, yeah, gonna be talking about all about the work of cool. Goldberg. 
Um, there's a Sherlock panel in Hall H. I guess that's taking place of Doctor Who, because then once again, no Doctor Who. Hmm. Um, but Steve Moffat is going to be there. That's cool. They might love Sherlock. If you like Shardwick, Shardwick, because I saw I saw Hardwick. If so you I, like Shardwick, <laughs> that was so weird. Um, comics. I always try to put in because uh-huh, wait, Steve had a funny joke about the daughter of Rube Goldberg. It'll take her twenty minutes to get to the stage. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. Um, because I always stick these in because there's always the people like, Comic-Con isn't about comics anymore. But there's so many comics panels, yeah. including this Jack Kirby tribute panel. They do it every year. It's great. Talking about Jack Kirby. Um, also moderated by former Kirby assistant Mark Vanier. All right. Um, you got Matt Fraction, Spotlight. He's great. Writes a bunch of cool comics. Okay. I know Benson is a big fan. Okay. And um I've heard a little bit about him, but only just a, just bits and pieces of fraction. Um and then I'm sure this is where I put this in for you. Yeah, this is very interesting. Um, you're going to have to make a little Sophie's choice. I know. The Phil's choice. The Phil's choice. You got Lego Dimensions. Be among the first to see a new trailer, new characters and game features featuring key members and voice acting talent and here, yeah, here's see right here. This is the clincher. All attendees will receive a limited edition Lego Green Arrow minifigure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to be tough to beat. But you've also got cartoon voices too. Yeah, well, there's some great people there too. But do you think there's going to it's going to be tough to get into it this might be. based on a free minifig? They're giving out a free minifig. I mean, that's that's big. Um, we've also got Comic-Con how-to, proper pitching and promoting yourself. I just thought that, you know, for our creative yeah, yeah. types. Um, last year I went to this panel. It was great. Disney Kingdoms. So talking about the Disney mm-hmm. Kingdoms books. They have Haunted Mansion ones now and all of the other awesome ones. Um, John Barrowman. Um, that is Captain Jack Harkness. Did you get to the point where he was on Doctor Who? Nope. He's Wait, great. I think like he, he must just have, showed up. Yeah. Like, I think I th- he, yeah. yeah, he just showed up. He's great, and he's really funny, and um, you should watch. And he's always great. Um, he also writes books and other stuff. Because um, I've seen his books. They are, like, kid books, and they're in the okay. library. Um, this this is my pick for Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Um, I think this one's going to, this is probably going to be tough. Um, although, by Sunday afternoon, not a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it's usually I don't know. pretty chill. Um Although, I remember we did try to get into that uh, video game, the console wars. Yeah. And it was really crowded. Um, but maybe this isn't a big room. They're doing an Animaniacs live sing-along with all three of the... It's it's all the, the cast. I mean, it's Plus Trust McGill, it's Arnold, and they're going to be singing songs from the show. Yeah, that's pretty like, great. That's pretty nuts. And they're going to be touring, they said. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be worth going to for sure. This sounds cool. Pac-Man to Mario retro video games and video game history. Like like video games. They're doing the Buffy musical. Um, Juliet Landau is going to be there. But then you can also listen to me and 11 other people (laughs) (laughs) on the full-time creative work on a part-time schedule panel. It's the last panel. What does it have you on there as? What does it give you? Radio Brendo Man Podcast. There you go. Okay. Thanks. With, like, again, 10 other people. (laughs) 10 people plus me. It's 11 people on this panel. It's too many people. It's a lot of people. It's too many. It's, it's, it's a lot of people. It's too many people. 
Oh, that is definitely our Comic-Con preview. We're probably going to get to, like, a very small percentage of those things. It's always, I mean, yeah, like, I would say, like, 10% of those things. I know I'll be at, like, the usually, like, WWE panel and then some other panels. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. um, But that's only because we don't have to wait in line. I'm telling um, you though, if it's at all doable, I'm getting to that Bob's Burger. We've tried That's multiple my, times, but, we're but I feel there like early. we're gonna have we're to gonna, get there early, early and just like stay camping there, out. camping out, we're camping out. Well, that's what that's what Lindy and those guys did, and it's there's a good stuff beforehand, so I'd be happy with that. Lots of good, stuff. lots of good stuff. So. so even if we miss the first couple, if we get there early enough, we'll we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get, get there by Bob's Burger. I just. That's because like being out there behind the hotel is like right in the sun. Yeah. Um. Just bring sunscreen, sunscreen and snacks. Sunscreen, snacks, water bottle. Yep. Well, you know what time it is. It's time. It's time, man. It is overtime. It's Marmaduke time. <sighs> we haven't been up this late no, doing the podcast. We're getting up early tomorrow too. So yeah. All right. Last time, this is it's getting weird and dumb. They're, we're in snow jokes now. We got another snow joke. It's winter tonight. jokes. Yeah, this is like the third snow one in a row. Ha ha ha! It gets cold in the winter. And dogs in the snow. All right. So this guy, I think it's a neighbor. Is that a neighbor? Yeah. This neighbor. It looks like he's trying to shovel snow, and Marmaduke is digging up snow and throwing it at him, and he's going. Winslow. Their last name is Winslow. Oh, we just found that out. Like Phil Winslow. Phil Winslow. Marmaduke ah, Winslow. Marmaduke Winslow. Okay. We just found that out. So he's yelling at Marmaduke runs away and he yells at Winslow. Then he comes over to the family and you got Phil and what's the wife's name again? I forget her Dottie? name. Dottie? Maybe. I feel like it's something like that. He says, I don't ever want to see that dog near my yard again. Marmaduke's like looking all sad, and they, the mom says, naughty dog, and Phil says, you should be ashamed. And Marmaduke's very sad, and they're still lecturing. Mr. Snyder is your friend. That's right. Why he even painted your doghouse last fall? Marmaduke's like looking more and more depressed as they're yelling at him. I think you should go over and apologize. So he runs over, and he jumps up on him. Now all of a sudden, like, he's, much, much larger than a human being. Yeah, he grew in here. size. Like right here, he's like shorter than him. And he's here, bigger than the dude. Far larger than the man. He jumps he's like up. twice the size of him. So Marmaduke can grow. Yeah. He's like a shrinky dink or something. Or he's like those things you put in the water that grow and shrink when they dry out. Or he's a popoid. So he says slurp, lick, lick, lick. And he's like making, kind of like how he was making out with Phil he's earlier. He's literally putting his tongue in the guy's mouth. And the guy says, arg. He did the same thing to Phil. And now he's chasing Marmaduke he's chasing around and then there's shovel. The mom's got her hand over her face and the dad's putting his hands out and sticking his tongue out. He's actually sticking his they're like looking into the they're like breaking they're the fourth into the camera. wall. They're totally breaking the fourth wall. The end of the the punchline of this is them just shrugging. Yeah, and breaking the fourth wall, like looking uh-huh. at the camera. And he's chasing him around. But Marmaduke's like stoked. Yeah, because now he's getting chased again. This is so weird. That was a, it's Christmas, I want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, fine. Because at the end, of, the last panel is them shrugging. Yeah, literally like winking at the camera. It's like one of those, like, just the end of an 80s burr, sitcom. Right. It might as well be like a freeze frame. <sighs> yeah, the guy chasing him with him going, <laughs> Oh my gosh. 
All right, Snowy and Marmaduke's a big But we dog. do, Marmaduke can, like... And he can grow, Because yeah. he's, like, way he's, bigger than that dude. He's the size of a dinosaur in this picture. But over here, he's, like, the size of a dog. Like, a big dog, but still. Yeah, but he's, like, way bigger than the dude. His head is larger than so the So if you figure torso. this dude, like, let's say he's, like, six foot tall. Like, yeah. on average. So Marmaduke's, like, ten feet Marmaduke long. Marmaduke is at least, like, three feet taller than yeah. him. And his head is as big as this guy's whole torso. <laughs> Can you imagine a dog that would actually his, that big? His tongue, in his, I mean, look at that. His tongue is in his mouth. And his tongue is huge. His tongue is as big as his whole face. His tongue is, yeah, it's longer than his entire head. Oh, That's God. scary. He turned into a monster. Maybe he's an alien. So it's snowy. Marmaduke's a big dog, and he's like a weird. But if he's shifter. if he's this demon spirit of Phil's father inside the body, maybe that's one of his. Maybe he can do that. Like that's nuts. And they broke the fourth wall. I mean, that's the first. That's time That's like had the that. first fourth wall break. That's a super. I mean, Phil's sticking his tongue out and shrugging. Like what the and heck looking is that? Right at us. Like what is that? It's like haunted eyes too. That's weird. I'm surprised Phil didn't say, here we go again. That Marmaduke. Well, guys, we'll see you next time. (laughs) All right, that's Marmaduke for tonight. Woo. I wish that the sun was at Comic-Con. I do, too. If there was spotlight on Brad Anderson, we would be there with spells on. Getting autographed books. And then, like, we have so many questions. Oh, just, All the questions. It would be just us in there, because no one else would care. And we'd be like, okay, let's tell us the top like, come on, here. Come on. Like, come on. We're on to something, yeah. right? Phil's dad? Yeah. He's possessed? He'd be he's like, you got how it. did you guys know? No one's ever gotten it. I mean, come on. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. We, I, you just have to read it. You have to actually pay. No one actually reads it. That's the thing. <laughs> People like, buy these books and stick them on their shelf, and they don't. It's like look my at dad them. had a really bad relationship with his father, and it was all yeah. about the struggles between the relationship with the two, and also he had a giant dog. Yeah, who could shapeshift? Marmaduke is real, you guys. You want to meet him? We <laughs> <laughs> meet the real Marmaduke. Hey, fool. hey, yeah, I'm gonna drive your car. Marmaduke drives us around San Diego. He's an Uber driver. Can you imagine somebody goes? One of our friends is like. I think I just saw Philip Brendo being driven around by a giant dog. Yeah, it's Marmaduke. Marm. I've been a Comaduke. I've been a Comic Con too long. Marm. And we call him Marm. Dude, we should cosplay as like Phil and Marmaduke. Because <laughs> you're Phil. I'll be Phil. You can be Marmaduke. Marmaduke. <laughs> That's about the right like size too. You have to be like you know much taller than me. Oh man, you that's be pretty good. Because you're just Phil. I'm Phil. Yeah. I just have to wear like and the kids and you fill in Luke and Audrey could be the yeah, kids. Yeah, could be the kids. Now could be so could be Dottie. That's it. All right, we got our we got our family too. cosplay all set up. <laughs> we're in Uncle Brindo's marm, marm, and I just go around jumping on yeah, people and, talk and driving people, cars, drive stuff around, and talking to animals. Yeah, and then I like stretch or I get real small yeah, and I get real down. big. You get it, you got it. And then I, and just, I have to like murder, try to murder yeah. you all the time. You just like, and then you leave me in a hot car. Yeah. Uncle Brenda will be fine. He's gonna, I don't care if he dies in there. Yeah, trying to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve points out that's a, he, think, he thinks he's people trying to get into Comic Con. Yep. There you go. All, all right. right. Well, that's gonna we do go it. Bed or we're not gonna make it to Comic Con. Bedtime. Um, I have one more small thing. Okay. 
I'm completely obsessed with this WWE Tops oh, Slam. Oh yeah, I'm talking about the card. Tops Slam. Um, if you're on there, my username is Brendoman1. Because well, I think I used the Brendo Man for one of the other games, uh, and okay. I don't remember the password. Okay. And at the time, I was just really wanted to get started, so I just like Brendo Man won. I didn't even want to do the password recovery, and because I just I'm like I gotta, I gotta play <laughs> cards, <laughs> get cards, get all the go get cards. I am seven cards away from completing the white base set. Someone please help him. <laughs> I'm so close. I have trades in right now that if they all go through. I will finish the set. Man. But, um. What do you get when you finish it? You get a reward. Which is? Another card. Oh my gosh. <laughs> an exclusive card. It's all digital cards, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm not paying for them. I just wanted to make sure. So know what we're talking about. I spent some of my credit that I'd earned from the surveys, though. <laughs> but that's not real. That's, yeah. It's fake it's money anyway. It's fake anyway. money anyways. Okay. I also, but I have done a lot of offers. And downloaded a lot of stupid You're apps. A lot of spam lists. I'm getting so much spam, <laughs> but Google spam the spam filters really been well. keeping a rain on those. They also have an auto unsubscribe button for some things, okay. and so far that's worked. And um, and yeah, because I was gonna, I didn't want to go to the trouble of using like a like a just a create a trash email. So, but it's fine. <laughs> and. Um, and then I and again I've signed up for free trials for like five different things. <laughs> um, I almost signed up for the Disney Movie Club, which is like Columbia House, but for Disney, but then I'm like, I'm never gonna watch those Blu-rays. Um, plus, once you get but, into that, but you get five hundred thousand coins. Oh <laughs> Do you have any God. packs of cards that would buy? Yeah, because then they've got their hooks in you. It's true. Do you not remember Columbia? Oh, House? I remember. I've dude. The last one I did that I had to like, I had to like straight up like threaten them to get off like to cancel was I did the Stephen King book club <laughs> and like it was like I ended up just I don't even know what ended up because like I'm like they would not cancel it yeah. and they kept sending me books it's and I'm not just, like stop now don't stop. fall for it but 500,000 coins no. No. That's like a hundred dollars worth of coins yeah and they're going to get way more out of you from the stupid club I know and especially since I will never watch and I don't even think you get Blu-rays. I think it's just regular DVDs. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to watch those. I'm not going to. And I, at one point, I did own all the Disney Blu-rays, and I already sold them already. Yeah, don't do not do it. But it's 500,000 coins. Oh, my gosh. Somebody help the poor guy out here. I need seven more cards. Well, Brendoman1 is my username, all right. and I will trade with you one for one, like, set for set. So, like, white for white, like... I have, and I do have a bunch of extras of some of the insert cards. So, and I'm willing to trade one for one on those. All right. So, your pleas have been heard. The problem with this app is like there's a ton of little kids because little kids love wrestling, and they don't know they don't know how like they think that like it's the wrestler that makes the card worthwhile. But I'm like, no, all of the white set. You have equal chance of getting those. Just because it's John Cena doesn't mean it's more valuable uh-huh. than, like, you have an equal chance of drawing. There is, like, so, so they'll get mad at you. Like, they'll be like, I want five cards for this John Cena. And I'm like, no, it's one for one, you little. And then when they, when you won't do it, they give you one because you review people. Yeah. And, and because of those little crap holes, I'm down to four stars instead of five stars. Brendan fighting with kids. Those on little the kids give me one star reviews because they're like, I want five 
I want the, 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 I'll like be like I want one white card and they'll be like I want two of your insert cards and I'm like I'm not giving you those freaking things like they don't understand like how like the value of the cards and then they give you one star and then they say mean things to you in the comments. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like yelling at these kids. Just give me the card, you little kid. Um, give me the cards. But but then there's like autograph cards, which I don't even know how that works because I'm like it's. A, not real but they're like if you want to buy it you can buy a pack with the other might have a chance to get the autograph but it's like a huge amount of coins i'm like all right this is little nuts not real yeah it's not the same as like having the physical cards which they still make physical wwe cards yeah but this cost them nothing i know it's like printing money genius um but and also i found a site where you can sell you can sell the digital card for real money. Oh my gosh. It's a total thing. Unbelievable. I know. People are paying real money. Oh man. I know. This is the world we live in. This is it. But, uh, uh Brendo Man 1 on right. WWE right. Slam. Go to RadioBrendo.com for all your Radio yeah. Brendo Man needs. BenviewNetwork.com. And we'll see you at Comic Con. Yeah. Come by our there. panel tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Right now. Tonight. Starting in, Unless you listen to this on Friday, yeah. and it's too late. Or if you're in the chat right now, then you'll be really confused. But other than that. All right. Sweet. Thanks I'm, for listening. I'm ready for bed. Yeah, it's time. It is definitely time. So for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. Have a good one, everybody.
This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Feeling peckish this midnight? Set your appetite for terror and reserve your ears for a feast of the sound. The Midnight Marinara podcast is here for you, intrepid listeners. We sample only the finest and sinister stories and, coating them with our own unique spooky sauce, present them to you as eerie audio dramas. Tune in twice monthly as Midnight Marinara sends shivers of fear and spasms of laughter through you. Bon appétit! <laughs>